In the wrestling world, the people are represented by two separate but unequally important groups. The wrestlers and bookers, who literally do all the hard work, and the fans, who endlessly nitpick and overanalyze everything they do. These are their stories. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Wrestling Booking Unit. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarks, and I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. Starting off, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, hey, man. Sorry. Just admiring my pissy podcast shirt. It is a oh. really nice shirt. It's, it's, it's a pissy shirt. Nice. It's, yeah, super nice. Yeah. I wonder where you got yeah. it. I got it at uh, <laughs> shop.spreadshirt.com backslash raw and order WBU. <laughs> also joining us from up north, not wearing any of our merch, the the whore. Oh, I thought you said JLB. for a second. <laughs> hey, 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 Jesus, I'm having camera issues today completely. Hey, guys, what's going? It's your boy, Justin JLB. Doing good, man. Doing good. Yeah, Can't complain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can complain by a certain dark side episode, but okay. we'll get to that. Well, yeah, I'm sure it will come up. Uh, it'll definitely come up on this. I haven't watched the whole episode. I've watched oh. snippets here and there, and I've read all about it. And I was fairly familiar with the 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 story right. of what happened. Um, and and not just from the animated WWE um thing that made it look like it was all cupcake and roses uh but from like other backstage reports and stuff about how it was, was pretty nasty um and so you know it was one of those ones that i i was like i know it's going to cause a controversy and it did yep it did but what, what, it wasn't what, what the was one that i was what was it about what was it about what was it about what was it about plane ride from hell oh um but it apparently brought stuff to to light that was glossed over in some of the previous ones, um, including interviewing uh, one of the um, flight attendants on on the the actual plane ride that had been um, paid off by WWE to not press charges against a a against WWE in general for allowing it to happen but against a um very famous legendary um wrestling Woo! figure yes <laughs> so, so there was a sexual assault on the plane ride for real yes Oh yes. man, you should have if if yes. if there was any time to watch Dark Side. Yeah. Here, here's the deal is that's actually up for free on YouTube. So you can go to YouTube oh, is and watch it? the whole thing um oh. for free on Dark Side of the Rings YouTube channel or whatever, Vice's YouTube is channel. Is it legit on Vice? Or because I know a it, lot of people tend to just grab it, it and then post was, it and it, it gets removed. I, it was on, I'm pretty sure it was on Vice's. Let me let me just do the 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 googling really quickly to find it because they have their own video thing online, so mm -hmm. I wouldn't think it would be Vice doing no, it. it. It 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 was it was labeled Dark Side of the Ring full episode, and then the thing was like, "This is our return to the." Um, but now I got to find it again because I. It's definitely not them though. It wouldn't be. I no, I, I'm I'm ninety percent certain it was them because I don't, I'll just find it here. Yeah. 
because it was one of those things. It was it was labeled as like here's your here's your preview of the second half of the thing. Plane ride from hell, dark side of the ring, full episode on Vice's YouTube channel, posted oh, two days ago. Forty six minutes and forty seconds. Look at them go. All right, nice. I told you, told you it was all them. Yeah, I'm just making sure. Well, I don't want you to. I'm just looking out for you, bud. I didn't want you to get, uh, dude, dude, the, misinformation. Yeah. Well, as long as it's online, I that's all I said is it's on YouTube. You can watch it, and even if it was an illegitimate feed, I was not lying to them that it was on YouTube. Well, but you said Vice, so you said Vice was distributing it, which would have been. I, I first way, said it was it on YouTube. Okay, you were right, <laughs> but it's I was okay. right. You were right, though. You were um, right. That's all. But anyways, um, yeah, let's let's just say, um, to not spoil it too much, the, the phrase helicopter dick and uh, grabbing the flight attendant's hand and placing it on said dick when she was cornered, uh, you know... All kind of happened in it. It it featured it featured a lot, and I don't think anyone came out of it smelling like roses. Um, I I'm like even even the reported hero of that particular incident, uh, the person who came up and broke up that particular incident was Dustin Rhodes. Uh, but he actually has a separate allegation from the same plane ride. Of him being oh. inappropriate, uh, and so it's like just the whole thing is. But in the end, it's it's one of those things where can can we stop pretending that Ric Flair wasn't already problematic, even without this? I mean, the, the guy's whole gimmick was basically, I, I'm I'm that guy who will sexually assault people, you know, but he's super, right. super and, uh, charismatic. So, yeah, we'll let so him. Well, I mean, and let me. Yeah, and that's the thing, me. too. So on Twitter, he went viral uh, maybe it was three, four weeks ago about some guy giving fellatio to a woman. Is it fellatio? Mm -hmm. I don't fellatio to a woman in a it, plane. It starts with but, a C, but we don't need to oh. get into it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So, and everyone was just joking about that, like it's Ric Flair. And then Ric Flair even posted a tweet like, "Woo, Ric Flair doesn't uh, need to do that on plane, or he only does that on for I don't know. He said something. Oh, he definitely does it on first class, or he doesn't need to do it on planes, or whatever." <laughs> oh no, train. it was in a train. Yeah, it was and in you know, a train. Ric Flair doesn't like, ride on trains. That's it. So, uh, it's just interesting to me how the Twitter sphere made a joke about that and other dirt sheets made a joke about that. And then dark side of the ring comes out. Now this is more, you well, know, a sexual assault. That, that's, rather than, that's the important difference. There you know, is the, the picture that may or may not have been him. Um, it wasn't down him, on a woman, him. you know, I'm just saying may or may not because he de de uh, denied it. And there's no real reason to believe it was him. But it right. did look kind of like him. So, um, <laughs> but but anyways, regardless, whatever. Uh, the one thing about that picture is it one hundred percent looked consensual on both sides, For sure. right? For sure. Um, and this dark side of the ring specifically was not a consensual something out of it, right? Absolutely. But the other person who's um, coming out of it smelling like shit 
uh, is a Tommy Dreamer who yeah. um, well, his comments he, were stupid. So yeah, his comments were dumb and insensitive, and and really kind of uh, portrayed the boys' club attitude that uh, wrestling has been for so long. Um, and, and Rob fact- Van Dam admitted to that, right? Rob yeah. Van Dam even said, "Listen, you don't want to meet your wrestling superheroes because nine times out of ten, mm. you're going to be very disappointed yeah. and find out mm-hmm. that they're just not good people." You yeah. know, so Rob Van Dam had said it in a proper manner, yeah. uh, whereas Tommy but, Dreamer well, was more like the the big mistake Tommy Dreamer did, and I'm not trying to to excuse what he said or anything like that was basically he tried to imply, well, if she really didn't like it, why didn't she go to the cops? Why did she take the payout? And, and what you just want to say is because of fuckers like you who say sh- like that, right? That's why women don't go to the cops with these things is because they know they have to fight against this boys club mentality. And um, you're going to have to fight against, well, there's proof. If you really take it, it, she did the smartest thing. Because if you take that to court, uh-huh. it's going to be a whole thing. Where's the proof? And it's going to be multi-million that, you know? dollar lawyers on the WWE That's side. This was, That's what, 2002? Two. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, this wasn't like the 1970s or something like that. This mm-hmm. was 2002. This was le- less than 20 years ago. Right. Um. And, and you know, like... Uh, Scott Hall looks like shit after this, and he never looked great on this. But his his wasn't sexual assault. It was just he was just messed up. Fucking like, absolutely, and out this of it. and this was pre pre Scott Hall sobriety. You know, I mean, he's right. uh, worked a really hard on it. This was, you know, I mean, no one came out of this. Well, I mean, Kurt, Kurt Angle drunk mm-hmm. in a fight. You know, I mean yep. that's that's the big story out of it is Mark Calloway. Does he come look come away looking like shit? No, I don't think there was anything on the Undertaker. Yeah, I they really I didn't mean, talk much about it because he's the one uh, who stopped stopped Kurt. Uh-huh. Uh <laughs> so I didn't hear anything about Kurt. I didn't hear anything about Taker. There was Kurt Henning and Brock Lesnar, that whole thing. Uh-huh. That's why Kurt Henning had got fired. Uh, and let go because of that plane ride incident. There was really nothing on. Um, I mean, so Dustin Rhodes, that whole scenario. Because that—that's what I've heard talked about the most from it was was Kurt choking out Vince. Not Vince on wasn't, the, Vince wasn't on the plane. He was. He was in no, front of the not. plane. He, he was. was not. He, he was he, in front they, of the plane where they, Jr. was. They they talk about it, but uh, it's it's been specifically pointed out uh, that Vincent and the rest of the crew were on a different flight. They were on a private oh. jet, and this was this was a different one that they'd left. So is that they, a and that's 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 is something that, that story. Then when that's something that the, the vice uh, has been um, critiqued about because multiple sources have come forward to say Vince McMahon was not on this plane ride. But the flight Vince attendant McMahon. even said like. He was because he had no. his own front Again, area. This this is where this is where the 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 controversy about this particular article comes. It has been not just reported but confirmed by multiple people from not just in the company but but other wrestlers that were on the plane well, ride. And airline that, logs are going to prove and that. airline logs that Vince McMahon flew on a private jet. 
this was a charter jet. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon rarely, rarely flies with the talent. And so Vince didn't find out about it until it landed. Wasn't um, wasn't that a, a thing? Wasn't it Kurt choking out Vince and Mark? But yeah, the then how did that happen? Then if that might not have been a, the from might, might, might have been a different plane ride. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I but, swear I've heard that story. Kurt Henning getting ready to choke, or not Kurt Henning, Kurt uh, Angle getting ready to choke out Vince. Mm-hmm. Mark, or, and Mark Calloway choking him out or getting in a fight with so Vince. So that might have been something completely different uh, from the plane ride from hell. Yeah. Um, and if it was choking out Vince, and if Vince apparently wasn't on that plane ride, because Vice has been, then it wouldn't have been from the plane ride from hell, technically. Um, but Jr. was on this plane ride from hell because he was the uh, yeah he was the big the, thing uh, with this, Mr. Mr. Perfect versus Buck Lesnar fighting yeah. um, was one of the really big things on it, and then um, Xbox cutting Michael Hayes's ponytail. Off. Uh-huh. What? Uh, Michael Michael Hayes got like he passed out or whatever, and then um, Xbox just kind of came with scissors and cut off his ponytail. Mm-hmm. How does how does one flight deteriorate that badly? Oh, well, okay. Well, so so the behind the scenes from it is is it got delayed for hours. Seven hours. Yeah, hours and hours on so they were all because of hammered. weather. So by by the time they even took off, they'd gone through I want to say two uh carts and they were on their third cart of, no. of beverages. And like the flight attendant said, "We we never go through one and it's full um, bottles. Yeah. It's we not never... like small little bottles like regular planes get. It's full mm-hmm. ass big liquor bottles. Yeah. And but... wrestlers were pouring it for themselves at one point, not even waiting for the flight attendant mm-hmm. to soap. But... Yeah, that's a lot. Ooh, Plus yeah. there was pills. Some of the wrestlers had pills uh, and all that. And it was like a whole shindig. So seven hours, you're on the tarp. You're waiting to bounce. You're getting drunk. You have nothing else to do. You're still in England. You're really happy to go home. You're anticipating. You're drinking. You're drinking. You're drinking. Ready to leave. Probably 80% of the wrestlers are sloshed already. So, Yeah, so uh, according to uh, Jonathan Coachman um, uh, and uh, Vince and Linda, Vince and Linda were not on the flight despite the episode repeatedly stating the opposite. Um, it says, hey, I've gotten many questions about the thing. I haven't seen it yet, but someone told me it said Vince and Linda were on the flight. This is absolutely false. If this is what they said, they were not on the flight. Understand, I was on the flight. I was there. Brock elbowed me in the head when the fight started with Mr. Perfect. Taker was definitely on the flight because he jumped to break up the fight, but the reason it got so out of control is because Vince wasn't there. Which would make sense. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not saying the producers had bad information on purpose. They only used the interviews they got, but it sounds like they got uh, uh, it wrong. I will watch it later. But then the flight attendant even got it wrong, because I believe she was the one that was kind of explaining it, which is really weird. Well, she was giving her thing, but in the end, I mean... It's been I mean, like it's, it's also almost 18 years. years. Yeah. yeah. 20 years. So, and and she went through a very traumatic experience. And yeah. And there's a lot of things. But had direct again, dealings with Vince if she got paid out. Yeah. And that's the deal. Right. Is she she might be in her head conflating a conversation with Vince after the flight on the ground versus 
her actually saying something to him on the flight. That's, I think, what it simply comes to. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, our memories are kind of shitty. Let's just be honest with it. Uh, our our memories... Eyewitnesses are, are frequently yeah. not valuable. I, I, I have this story that I, I always like to tell um, whenever people, like, we talk about memories, and I say, I have a, a really good friend from, like, childhood, like, middle school on up, um, and we both remember this event happening uh, when I would have been about 19 and he would have been about 17 or something. But each of us remembers it flipped. Like I distinctly remember me saying something and then him laughing and saying something else. And he remembers him saying it and me laughing and say, you know, and it's flipped. And both of us like distinctly remember and and neither of us will admit the other person is wrong because our brains remember it our way. And we'll never know who's remembering it right um, because our memories are just, it's the way our brains are. You know, we're the protagonists in our own brain and it's really easy for us to conflate things that happen. So anyways. Uh, but let's get into the wrestling crimes. Before we get into that, though, this is the time I point out that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnusco Podcast Network. So down in the doobly-doos down below, you can click the link to tatnusco.com and check out all the other shows on the network there. Because um, we'd love for you to check them out. And um, if you already aren't subscribed to us on YouTube, um, it, even if you're watching this on Facebook, I encourage you to head over to YouTube and find the Raw and Order WBU YouTube page and subscribe to us there. It helps us out to be subscribed both places. You can watch our live stream on YouTube or Facebook um, and it's fine either way. Um, or you can watch the replay on YouTube or Facebook or even uh, head on over to um, anchor.fm slash raw and order WBU or any of your podcast things to uh, listen to it there. So, but let's so go let's ahead. Hold this. Come on, just grab it. Grab it. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, let's go ahead and get into the wrestling crimes. Um, as always, open up the floor to the other two to see if they want to do their crimes first. I don't know. Honestly, mine was going to be about the plane ride. So, or let's just specifically do it. about let's Tommy. Do it. We're already talking we, about it. Let's we had to get some stuff going, but yeah. So that's it. Might as well. Um, look, I because I honestly didn't have um, much, uh, much really. I guess NXT was a thing I was going to do, and then you know the Dark Side episode happened, right? Yeah. Um, so I watched that. I said, okay, I got to watch. This is the this is the one I wanted to watch like most out of well canyons next week is gonna be crazy but uh this is one of the ones i wanted to watch so i watched it um i knew the majority of stuff that ha was mentioned i didn't know about the helicopter shindig and obviously the sexual assault uh but i've heard about the kurt ha uh, kurt henning and brock and so on um but one thing of course that uh came right to me just uh right off the bat of course was tommy dreamer's uh comments um, but also now that he had recently apologized, his mm -hmm. uh, lackluster apology. So since yes. the so episode, I do have the apology up whenever you're ready, I can read it. Perfect. So since the episode happened, Impact has mentioned Tommy Dreamer. Uh, we're suspending you indefinitely. Um, 
and that's all that kind of happened. He's only there. Um, he might, I don't know, he's still technically part of Zelo's. Yeah, he's still technically, I will point out though, he's technically listed, but um, on their their promotional stuff, they haven't mentioned him the last three days. So they may uh, have been working on a replacement for him or something. I don't know, but fair. So since that happened, and then uh then he came out with his apology, which uh, I will get you then oh. since you do have it up of what he had mentioned, because it was pretty uh, lackluster to say the least. Uh take it away, good sir. Yeah. So so his his statement on Dark Side of the Ring, like I said before, was some along the lines of um if if she was really so offended by it and if she was really sexual assaulted, why didn't she go to the cops with it? Instead, she just took a way out or whatever, blah, 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 which is kind of victim blaming and all that. And she's gotten a lot of heat from it. His uh, apology, official con- uh, statement um, regarding my comments on Dark Side of the Ring, it was never my intention to offend, hurt, or victim shame anyone. I understand my comments were insensitive and could trigger emotions on someone's own personal past. I do not condone sexual conduct of any kind. I apologize to anyone I offended from the bottom of my heart. I am so sorry. Um, and you know, I boy, that it, sounds really control C, control V. Yeah. yeah it, so, I, well, hold I on. Mean, this I, is my crime. I know. I give him <laughs> credit for at least apologizing, but it's, it's this much credit. It, yeah, but it's I'm sorry I got caught. That's what yeah. it is. Or That's I, I mean, not even got caught. You, it was your by your yeah. own yeah. fruition. I'm sorry you, you were this. offended. That's what it That's was. It. I'm sorry you were offended. That's why I, I only give them this much. Because a lot of people just double down and say, hey, man, it was it was 2002, man. You know, what am I supposed to say to happen then or whatever? And so he at least he at least bothered to Google how do I apologize for shit I said and copy and paste ago. it. Right. Um, So what's what's interesting to me is was more. So the whole comment of him being really offended by, well, listen, if she wanted to, if she didn't, but look, she took the money. If she didn't want to take the money, she could have went to the four. She could have went to take it to court and uh, go by the law to its fullest extent. So for that, for me, that was more of like, okay, an opinion, kind of dickish, but an opinion to see what you can do. I understand why she why she just did that because going to court for something like that, it's going to be years and years and money and money and so on. My problem really that triggered Tommy Dreamer, you're a freaking idiot, was then what he said afterwards. He said something along the lines of, Boy, it was like a boys will be boys kind of thing after that. She's like, oh, yeah, he had her in the corner. He was kind of downplaying how things were happening. And he's like, um, it was, I can't really recall, but it was kind of like boys will be boys. It was a joke. She she should have just, it was a joke. It wasn't meant to be serious. And I was like, bro, so, this so, is not one of the wrestlers here. Even then, least- it's five. This but. is at least some of his words from Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, he said, now, "Rick Flair's words taken from 2021." These are or... these are him on screen in an interview by Dark Side of the Ring. So these are new. These are not from, 20, from not 2002. from 2020. No, this is during the episode. Yeah. This is during the episode. He's face to face with the camera. He says, "Listen, Ric Flair is not going to try to impose by force any sexual stuff onto anybody. He's just flaunting, styling and profiling, and Ric Flair stuff." 
where everybody's going to laugh about it, but obviously somebody took offense to it. <laughs> then later, he said, if that's how she felt, maybe shouldn't she should have not taken a payout and went to the fullest extent of the law to truly put this heinous person in jail. So uh, to I explain feel this is trying to portray someone as a sexual predator, and it's not. It's a joke. It's a gag. Uh, and today, 1,000% inappropriate. Uh, I've hung out with, with Flair, and I've never seen him try to force his will against anybody. I mean, fair. That might be a thing. Maybe you hanging out with him, you've never seen him try to do such a thing. Okay, fine. Like, I don't mind that. Like, whatever. I mean, that's possible. But he's certainly trying to downplay it, making excuses. Now, for Fabe, to kind of give Fabe some context of when this happened, this is when Flair had his robe on, and he only had his robe on. He took it off. He he'd helicoptered his uh, penis for a bit. People were laughing, and then he went to go see the flight attendant at the uh, where the flight attendant section is. So only flight attendant people should be there. And he kind of cornered her. So, um, for Tommy Dreamer to even say it was a joke, it's like, bro, no. But you're now invading her personal space. If you wanted to do that, and while on the plane and helicopter, whatever, okay, that a joke amongst the wrestlers. But you don't go quarter someone and be like, oh, touch it, touch it. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, completely wrong. I don't even know why he was trying to put it into some kind of defensible context. But it's clearly he doesn't. Because he doesn't think that it was as bad as it was. And that's the problem with the boys will be boys mentality or people who might be great wrestlers, but who are complete assholes outside of the ring and are somewhat or are womanizers. And I would put even Tommy Dreamer in that category for his thinking. Here's the deal. Um, boys will be boys in the locker room. Uh, Smarks has, has stories about locker room stories. Um, I've had some stories. Absolutely. In the locker room, I've seen dudes do the helicopter and be like, hey, look at this. You're not in the locker room anymore. Right. You're on a public airplane. By public, I mean there are people who are not in the who are who are not locker room members. I don't even know how you get on the plane with your just your robe on. No, no, no. He uh he changed. <laughs> yeah, he, it was probably in his carry-on. He went to the the Lou and took off his regular clothes. So I did. yes, very Those London of you. Well played. I like, I like that. British that locker room <laughs> behavior. If you're in what? the locker room, but this isn't a locker room. This is a fucking airplane. Yeah. One ultimately, I mean, there's and there's not going to be a woman in your locker room that you walk up to and go touch my penis, touch my penis, touch my penis, yeah. touch my penis. Well, and and that's I mean, ultimately, and I'm I'm going to be really clear. Um, it is not cool to force anyone to, to touch, touch your, your penis, penis right? Correct. Guy right. or girl. I don't care if it's boys will be boys. It's really also not cool to, I mean, the helicopter's funny, I suppose, when you're 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 14 to 22, you know, that, that eight-year period of, of, of very locker room adolescent behavior but what, when you're intoxicated to a certain point though the stupidest things are funny so sure. keep in mind three carts of alcohol which, 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 but you're on an airplane you're yeah. not in a locker room this time yeah and and oh, no, ultimately sure. we, we need to then discuss i mean there's a there's a couple things a you know this is 2002 this was the dark times for women's wrestling but what if there had been women's wrestlers on that plane like 
Yeah. A lot of well, them, I right? mean, I mean, uh, this, Terry this Reynolds is, was, yeah, Terry Reynolds was, and yeah, Terry Reynolds. Uh, I would, uh, oh my god, man, if Terry there was a story has, with Terry Reynolds, uh, she must have stories on stories. Oh, on yeah, stories. I'm sure Brock Lesnar did it to Terry Reynolds, she just she, randomly, yeah, she uh is not, not on complimentary the of a Brock's package, we'll just say that. Um, <laughs> she, she was not impressed. But but no, my point is it's still dark times of like I can you imagine um if that plane ride was half filled with Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and you know, actual I mean, this is a lot of the reason why women's wrestling took till 2015 to establish a serious foothold in American wrestling, right? And WWE specifically, because they treated it like such a boys' club. Um, because no girl was going to be comfortable in that woman. situation. Woman. I feel no girl woman. sounds so... No mainstream person. Yes. No, <laughs> no, okay. no, no one... Uh, heck, Sorry, I got off the phone with AOC earlier. Yeah. Ma many, many men would be uncomfortable in that position. Right. I wouldn't yeah. be particularly comfortable um, in that situation. No. And, and especially if there were some women on the plane as well, I'd be worried right. about them. Right. right, but can can you imagine being, you know, a, a young, up and coming, recently signed to WWE women's wrestler, and suddenly have to have to witness that and think, what the fuck did I just get myself into? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Am am I am I gonna wake up to find myself raped? Do I do I need to find a, a secure place in this plane ride back from my job to America? Um, so here's the second second thing I'm gonna I'm gonna address regarding Tommy Dreamer's statement. Tommy Dreamer, this was a trip. This was an international flight, correct? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay, you fucking retard. International law is very very different than local law. So in the overseas flight part, now there's jurisdiction questions. So this flight attendant may very well have just gone. This jurisdiction battle is going to be overwhelming, let alone the actual because it wasn't done in the states and all that. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. It might be a state, it might be a state uh, US flight, but you don't know where the jurisdiction lands. When did the when did the event start? When did it happen? When did all those types of things? Did it happen right. mid-flight? Did it happen on the tarmac? Because now this flight attendant needs to go back to England. Is it, was it from England? London, London. Yeah, England. London. Yeah. Okay, so do, does this flight attendant have to go back to England for the prosecutorial process? All of that comes into play, too. Yeah, the payout, She that doesn't mean she wanted it. That means right. I don't make enough money to hire an attorney stateside and in London and potentially an international attorney. So... Here's the thing I do kind of feel about that. I took when he said that kind of like, hey, listen, yeah, it's bad. And if you're still talking about it right now and you really feel a certain way, maybe you should have done uh, take it into the fullest extent. You know, I think in his head he was kind of more thinking like, well, you took the payout. Because you wanted to just get money. like he 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 in his head considered it as like a it's how he said it. Get cash. It's well, like yeah, well, yeah a point in, to get cash. In and the like, end, well, no. that that's part of the biggest problem because that's just 
patent bl- victim blaming, right? Right. You know, right. oh, oh, she just tried to get cash out of it. She just wanted. Why didn't she go to the cops? She took the money because she's just, just wanting the money, right? And that's that's part of why. Even though I said I gave him this much credit for at least apologizing for it, he doesn't get that he was this far in the hole um, before because it was like 100% victim blaming. Uh, But I mean, there's so much more that happened on that plane ride from hell than just that. You know, I mean, we we already talked about the fight between Brock Lesnar and and, um, Kurt Henning. Right. We talked about Scott Hall. Uh, uh, reportedly, that same flight attendant uh, has said that Scott Hall licked her face. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, and then eventually, was, so eventually was so was fucked up. up at the end oh. that they had to wheel him off the plane in a wheelchair. Yeah, and just wheel incredible him, wheeled him off. Yeah. Yeah, and wheel, wheel him through customs and make up some excuse as to why he couldn't get up at customs and do his stuff. You know, all of that stuff. Um you know, Kurt Henning ended up getting fired. Uh, um, a bunch of a bunch of the other people. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, Dustin Dustin uh, Rhodes got let go later or earlier the next year, and, and yeah, because he was really depressed. This was during the divorce between uh-huh. him and Terry Runnels, so yeah. he was like really depressed, singing on the um, intercom thing. Um, and yeah, Terry Reynolds was explaining that. Um, he just seemed I now the other allegation you were referring to, I don't think was part of the dark side though. For for Dustin, all, all it I think it mentioned for Dustin was that he did help out the flight attendant. Um, and he was the only one to do something. So I gave him like at least credit, like, okay, at least you, you know, you're the only one out of these wrestlers who actually stood up and did something. You know, kudos to you. I don't think they talked about the other allegation on the dock, though, because you were saying there was something that he actually something else he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's what I'm trying to remember. I don't know if it was actually in the in this, but I know um, from from many of the other things from the plane ride from hell. Even Dustin didn't come off looking great, but he ended up getting let go, and and reports have it that. Uh, even though it was months later, it still had to do with this. It was still backlash from this. Um, I think Scott Hall got let go. Um, yeah, be, uh, you know, and for again. his demons and all that, because they had originally brought him back, but he was still struggling to uh, with uh, substance abuse. So this was one of his first uh, times back, and they realized, like, oh. Maybe and then you put him in a plane filled with three carts of alcohol with a bunch of wrestlers. I'm like WWE, this is you're ridiculous. Like you clearly didn't really care for your. Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately, completely back then. The, there's a, there's a reason why the laws are now, and it may be different in England, but in in America, if the flight is <laughs> delayed for more than I want to say more than an hour, um, you have to allow the people to get off. And go back into the airport terminal and and stretch their legs and move around and do all that stuff because just you sitting on the tarmac, yeah, just sitting on this tarmac for seven hours with nothing the fuck else to do, people are gonna get fucking loaded. You yeah, know? but who's to say they don't go do that at the airport bar either? Well, yeah, but they're not gonna go into the bathroom and change into their robe in the airport bar and helicopter dick. That's just not gonna happen. That's fair. Um, 
You know, they um, might, they'll, they get, might. Arrested. They might, they'll get arrested by, yeah, they'll get tackled by security. But and that might, I think that was already when they were on flying already, though. When he had a but, but again, they also, like, again, would probably not get as plastered because they'd be out in public where people can see them and all of this True. stuff. There'd be other stuff they could do, they could eat. You know, they could go to a restaurant at the at the airport and actually eat food, real yeah. food, um, and sit and watch some TV. They or, could go or, and sleep it off. Yeah, take a nap. You know, hey, wake me up when when it's time to board again. Um, anyways, it's it's a whole nightmare situation there, and you know, ultimately. It's one of those things where I think it's important as much as we like watching these professional wrestlers and talking about them and and admiring them in in many ways it's important to remember that they are still human and when you meet them they will probably not live up to this um hero expectation heroic expectation that that we may well, have built up like he, even even the best of us you know have failings and i i'm a huge sting fan i got sting action figures all over the place and everything Sting's a, a born-again Christian, and I'm sure uh, has not done anything. I've never heard any allegations of him doing anything. But he also was really good friends with Ric Flair during a lot of this time, during the, mm -hmm. the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. Um, and so before his born-again days, he very well might have done some shit. He also certainly is, is an attractive enough man to... Have done some womanizing, charming, mm -hmm. famous. Yep. Not that. Not that. Not that. Uh, not that those weren't consensual. I'm not implying that Steve mm -hmm. did anything non-consensual. What I'm implying is, it, there can still be misbehaviors yeah. that are consensual. M many of our heroes um, will will shock us when it turns out that they're just simply people and yeah. so it's important to go into any situation like we're going to a meet and greet for zello pro and i'm super excited to get autographs from jordan grace and jonathan gresham and and um I, maybe i'll get the gun club i don't know are, um, are you excited so so zello pro is the first time that we get to see jordan grace's autograph uh -huh. and the second time you'll get to see it is when you're signing as the witness when her and i get married yes and the third time is when i'm signing as the witness for your divorce <laughs> <laughs> and the fourth time is when i'm signing um for the fight um, where for Jonathan identification Gresham, of my body after yes. murdered. Yes. <laughs> uh, yep, that was him. <laughs> can you sign too? Okay, I can tell by the beard. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I guess uh, Tommy Dreamer also also WWE, but also the fact that they gave Ric Flair no repercussions from this mm -hmm. at all. He was yeah. nothing. Yeah. They. Because he was their star still at As that JR time. said it, he well, was the made man kind of mm -hmm. thing. He was a member of Evolution, and Evolution doesn't work without a flair. Yeah. Well, and that's about. it. He was a made man. J JR specifically said he, he's commented on it that, you know, he wasn't allowed to. Or no, this would have been the feud with Vince. This is before Evolution. Yeah. But he, he was not allowed to, to punish 
Ric Flair for it. Like he could right. go, he wasn't allowed to punish Ric Flair for basically anything. He said he could go to, to Vince and say, hey, Rick's been doing this stuff and, and we need to, to suspend him or whatever. And Vince would say no. You know, um, the things that other wrestlers would get suspended for at the time, Flair could get away with because he was a made man. Um, and in fact, if I'm correct, this act, this actually cost JR his, his role as talent relations in the end. Um so- Ooh, I don't up. know if mm, I don't, they didn't did, say yeah? they didn't say I don't it in think the episode, they mentioned it, okay. but I I think in in other statements of it they said um, that Jr. was eventually removed from talent relations because so many of the people involved with this were people that he had brought on to the company or back to the company in the case of like Scott Hall and Kurt Henning. Anyways, so th- it does bring up a larger point of of a culture that exists um, for 40 years in mm-hmm. professional wrestling um, that is deteriorating now, but should have deteriorated in 90. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is everything from prank culture to the, to the uh, uh, very, very malevolent uh, misogynist culture. Yes. Um, the misogynist and- culture took longer. It sounds like the prank culture pretty well started to end after this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, Fuji, Fuji would literally shit in people's clothes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Oh, I hated the ribbing stuff they mentioned yeah. with Kurt Henning, and I'm like, man, I I would lose it for in terms of the ribbing stuff. Oh, well, I, uh, I, mean, I couldn't. Yeah. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it's not my bag. Tired of shit, man, and I'm supposed to perform yeah. tonight. Well, R- Rene Dupree, um, uh, in a statement, talked about the ribbing and and uh, mentioned that. Um, he wouldn't go out drinking with the boys after the shows. And uh, he came back to his hotel room. And I think he said his hotel room. But he came back to his room, found they'd taken his French flag, his heritage, and they stuffed it in the toilet and they shit and they pissed on it. Um, and But he, he's, he's Quebecois, though. He's yeah. from France. But he... He's he was playing like it was from France there, yeah. but he's but he still has French French Quebec heritage, which still has the French heritage to it. Yeah, but the France flag isn't that. He, well, I mean, he was from Don't Quebec. Shit all over your people. It, no, my, I'm my, not. My, no, my point is, is Quebecers it, hate people from France, though. We don't like like each other technically. Although, yes, I mean, way back in the day, sure. In but, the I end, mean, he still could be proud of his French heritage, right? Just like fair. I, yeah. well, I've got Irish heritage spend, in me. You, you know, spend thirty dollars on a new flag. Yeah, but he said he went yeah. to 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 people. He eventually went to the Undertaker to a- ask him if he knew who did it, and the Undertaker, at least according to him, basically implied that that he was behind telling the people to do this right that the undertaker led them to oh, do this snap. part part of the thing and there's nothing you know at the time the undertaker was like rick flair and in fact up until just a few years ago the undertaker was like rick flair made man nothing he could ever do and wwe would get him fired you know right. what i mean now also so, known as a higher level of class mm-hmm. but also a known womanizer yet again yep. yeah and and you know I'll 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 go on the record in saying that it just like I mentioned with Sting, uh, Mark Calloway did go through a born again Christianity thing Thanks to his current wife, yeah. Um, and and you know I'll could have 
changed his ways entirely at that point. You know, but it doesn't it doesn't erase the slate from before. You have to make amends for that stuff. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, the misogyny and and boys will be boys culture, you know. I'm I'm hoping and and my sense from all the stories I hear about um modern day impact wrestling, modern day ring of honor wrestling, and modern day AEW wrestling, um, is that a lot of that has been nipped in the bud. In, in at least those companies. And WWE has has to have gotten better about it, if only because of the influx of the women's division. Well, um, also, The Undertaker, I remember a while ago, there was a meme even, um, where he had mentioned that the new school generation of wrestlers are somewhat like wussies because all they do is play video games and whatever. So <laughs> he had mentioned that. So chances are it has completely changed because the wrestlers now just kind of do their own thing. They play games. They, they It looks like the whole, um, what is it, hazing, if you will, the whole hazing part of uh, the wrestling mentality has slowly diminished compared to, I guess, 90s or early 2000s. Um, but that meme was just hilarious. He's like, Boys will be boys. You see him talking on his documentary. And then the new day was like, well, why do you think we do play video games and so on? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, yeah. um, I, I, I would like <laughs> to, while, 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 we're, while we're opening the door to this uh, shitting on Undertaker, um, <laughs> I, there, there's an ad that plays repeatedly on YouTube uh, when I'm watching videos. And it's an ad for the Joe Rogan show. Uh, and I fucking oh, hate Joe Jesus. Rogan, right? But it's Joe Rogan interviewing Undertaker. When? A while um, ago. This was a while ago. A while yeah, ago, right? Know. Okay. Yeah. Um, but at that, he says there was Undertaker says there was an eight-year period where I averaged two hundred and seventy days days a year. And Joe Rogan's like, yeah, who works harder than pro wrestlers? And I want to say Joe, fucking almost everybody. Uh, 270 days a year. That's what everybody who works a full-time job, job. That's works. It. Well, right? I mean, I think he's considering with all the traveling and all that. That's business people, I guess. The, no, that be... in the end, yeah, all the traveling and everything. But again, he says, I worked 270 days you know, on average. And I want to say fucking almost everybody were. And I uh, actually, to be perfectly honest, a lot of people work more, more than that because in America, um, a lot of people have two jobs, sometimes two full-time jobs, you know, uh, um, yeah. where they're where they're working 40 hours at one job and then working another 40 hours at another job just to make ends meet. Um, and so so and that's why I just want to say he's like, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to take away from what the undertaker put his body through and the travels and all of that stuff, but but we do have to take a moment to take a step back and say. Yeah, everybody works 270 days a year for the most uh, part. Um, it's different, though, because you are also diminishing the fact that they do take all these bumps. And the, our bodies at 60 years old doing a regular 40 hour a day job won't nearly be as bad as their bodies. You, you, you and I, maybe. But what about the guy who worked uh, 40 years in the coal mines in in Arkansas or? Or whatever he puts his body right. through a hell of a lot more 
than a professional wrestler probably does. But that's right? not almost everybody. Every, almost everybody is it's, just a regular Joe. For, like for a hundred years where it was yeah. almost everybody. Where in, in those areas, it was almost yeah. everybody. But on top of it, it's more people, right? In the grand scheme of things, there are more people today still working in coal mines in Appalachia than there are professional wrestlers in America. That's, that's a mm. provable fact, right? So those people still put their bodies through hell. Um, more less than, hell than they did 50 years ago. Less hell, but still hell, right? Um, no, but I mean, again, I'm not trying to guess. diminish. I'm, it's I'm, also his guess, though. You're not going to... If you had The Undertaker I'm, on your thing and you mentioned the hours and... You're gonna want to appease to him too. You're not gonna say no, that's why oh, that's why that's why I'm not shitting on Joe Rogan. I'm shitting on the Undertaker right now because he's he's <laughs> trying to humble brag about 270 days a year, and I'm like, fucking everybody does that. I will right? give one thing. Sleeping in your own bed at night is very different than staying in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Very it is, it is, and there are there are however you chose that profession. You chose it, number one. Number two, there there are a lot of people that sleep in hotel rooms almost yeah, every day. Yeah, and that and that's brutal. And it's brutal. And 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 those people are not necessarily professional wrestlers. They do other things, but like there are people who who um work for Union Pacific, which comes right through Nebraska, has its big uh big uh, switch yard in in um, yeah, they've got uh, here in Omaha, but they've got their switchyard in North Platte. Um, you know, all, all, all of that stuff. Those those people, the conductors on that thing, they work at least 270 days a year uh, <laughs> on a train, sleeping in hotels or sometimes on the fucking train. Right. Yeah. In shifts, if it's a 24 hour train. Right. Or riding a van back four uh-huh. hours. To yeah. Yeah. I mean, hell, I applied for a job for Schwann's. I didn't get it, and I'm thankful I didn't. But it was going to be a a That's um, like seven to ten at night job. That, the, right. Yeah, well, and this one, this one was going to be a. Um, I would get up in the morning uh, on on like a Monday. I'd load up my my van. I would drive like five hours to Buttfuck, Nebraska. I would do a Schwann's Schwann's route around there, um, and then I'd stay a night in a hotel, and then I would drive to another place in in Bumfuck, Nebraska. Not to be confused, they're two different Nebraska yeah, cities. Yeah. That's tough. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like two hours down the road. They're close, but they're not. Um, and then then do do a day there and sleep in a hotel, and the next day finish up and then drive back. Right, that Which was going to be my route. Legitimately. A 48-hour shift, regardless mm-hmm. of if you're sleeping, mm-hmm. if you get to take a, take a break and you're not working, you're not in your zone. Yeah. You're and not so, in your territory. And so that's ultimately... Now, this was just me taking a side tangent down because it's something that's bugged me. Every time that ad comes on and it's like, oh, I worked 270 days a year, and Joe Rogan's like, yeah, who works harder? You, you know, to be perfectly honest, Joe... Um, you're probably one of the few people in America that doesn't work as hard as professional wrestlers. Um, you know, I mean, I know people whose bodies they worked for Tyson in fucking. But is that 
Bitch fuck. Yeah, bitch, bitch fuck. I, I'm trying to remember, right? But, 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 word fuck. but they're they're work they're working in a slaughterhouse, you yeah. know, in ten hour shifts, uh, killing fucking turkeys all day long, um, uh, killing fucking turkeys, not killing slash fucking turkey. That's a different job, <laughs> um, altogether. Uh, is it uh, a chicken there? Or no, that one's cattle. Um, there, there are all sorts of them there, but in, in the end, they're putting their own bodies through their own stresses. They're they're going home because they're standing, literally standing on concrete all day, uh, lifting turkeys or moving the cattle around or whatever the chickens it doesn't matter, you know, and slaughtering them and cutting them in certain ways and putting them down the the conveyor belt. Um, they literally wreck their bodies. Uh, doing it and and that's that's millions of americans and not just tyson but there's there's factories that people put their bodies through hell for well, there's and, and that's not to degrade the telemarketer who sits in a, in a non-ergonomic chair and if they do sit in an ergonomic chair they're sitting in one of the most uncomfortable chairs you could possibly imagine mm-hmm. um thank you babe thank 19, you it's great to be appreciated for 10 to 12 hours Staring at a screen, which is damaging their eyes, which is mm-hmm. affecting their ability to sleep at night because of the blue light. Mm-hmm. All of those things are in play. They have fluorescent lighting, which we can see how, how much it affects just our two pictures here. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have fluorescent, you don't. Um, you know, you have a much softer lighting. I have this very harsh light in, in my studio. Um, you know, and, and I, again, I'm not saying that that's any that that's more taxing on the body but there's a different type of taxing mm-hmm. there. yeah and, and in the end or like don't but, ever degrade what somebody else goes through in their profession mm-hmm. yep um nurses who are who are uh, who are afraid of covid nurses who um are not afraid of covid mm-hmm. uh, and, and have the stresses you, of being nervous yeah. about hurting other people yeah. you even take um, covid out of the situation nurses who are on their feet for 10 hour shifts in on, emergency room, hard floors on hard, hard floors, floors, you know, you dealing know, with illnesses the, of all types and and patients who stalker, don't want to be there. Yeah, the box store stalker, the warehouse picker, all mm-hmm. of those have different the things that are difficult. Amazon delivery driver who has to to run from his truck the front door and back three hundred times a day. The the exhausted doctor who just completed a nine-hour surgery that mm-hmm. saved somebody's life. Yeah, he's compensated really, really well. That doesn't make it any easier. He literally has somebody's life in his hands. Mm-hmm. So to and he's standing team, for nine hours, you on know, concrete. on concrete, on solid yeah. floors, you know. Yeah, and that's with that's, with lacking ventilation because he's wearing a mask the whole time. Yeah. And that's yeah, and that's ultimately you know what it comes down to. I again, I'm not trying to diminish what Undertaker. I'm trying to point out that the Undertaker was uh, inherently diminishing what the people who pay his salaries jobs are. You know, Um, yes, it's a tough life being a professional wrestler. I'm not trying to diminish that at all. Um, It's 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 so tough that Josh Alexander, who is the current X division champion for impact wrestling um, just like two weeks ago was finally able to quit his other full-time job and become a full-time professional wrestler 
because uh, it didn't pay him. He'd been on Impact Wrestling for years, and he wasn't making enough money on the Independence and on Impact to afford to quit his full-time job. I want to say it was like at a lumber yard or something like that. Um, you know, uh, it, he you, now he can afford to, thanks to the resurgence of Impact Wrestling, the... Um, the partnerships with AEW, the ability to work independent wrestling. He's officially now a permanent full-time wrestler. Um, but it's it's still, it's just one of those things where just uh, like, seriously, just understand. Yeah, you work hard. I get it. You got compensated very well for it. <coughs> a lot of professional wrestlers don't. They have to bust their asses. That's why it's important to, to uh, support the smaller indies like Zello Pro and whatever indie is in your area because they're helping these wrestlers afford their day-to-day -day and and everything you know uh sammy guevara famously was working full-time at like a taco bell or wherever he could get a job that allowed him to have saturdays off so he could drive from houston to wherever in the area to work his professional wrestling and then come back and work his full-time job at Taco Bell with battered and bruised and, and all of that stuff to pursue his dream of professional wrestling. He now can afford to not do that anymore. Um, you know? And so it's just like, like don't demean what the average person goes through just because but you chose that this. Token. Remember, and and, and 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 again, Calloway, Mark Calloway himself has to remember there was a time where he was mean Mark. Mm -hmm. There was a time where he wasn't mean Mark before before uh, WCW, and he was traveling and and he met you know that's when he met Steve Austin or Steve Williams, um, you know those types of things. Uh, the other the other piece to this, there was also a possibility you were Eggman. Mm -hmm. Yes, <laughs> I love that he's not on the screen, but I can hear him laugh in the background. Yeah, well, that's anyway, it. There, there there's mean, like you were afraid you were the Goblin Geekooker. Yeah, you were Just, afraid. Like, you were the yes, Undertaker, you you worked 270 days a year. You know who also worked 270 days that year? I'm sure, John oh, Tenta. John you know what I mean? Um, carried the, around a lot more non-productive mm -hmm. weight yep. than you did. Yeah. Do you know who's not a guest on the multi-million dollar podcast hosted by Joe Rogan right now? John Tenta. Right? Um, because guess what? John Tenta didn't earn a tenth of what The Undertaker earned. John oh, Tenta... He also didn't exactly get given the best gimmick. In fact, he went out and got a tattoo mm -hmm. of his gimmick. And, and then, then got that cut. gimmick pulled away. <laughs> so... Anyways, we'll go ahead and move trip through a wall. Poor bastard. Yes, poor bastard. Shot um, we bastard. we will go ahead and move on to the next crime. Da Fabe, you want to go or you want me to go? I'll let you go. Okay, so my crime. Where is he at? Is he still here? He's probably smoking, giving you himself some cancer. Did you go take a nappy? I'm gonna take a nap right here. Oh, take a nap right here. Good night. Good. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not in the podcast right now. Yeah, that's fine. So my crime, I 
I really wanted to not shit on WWE because I knew we were going to be shitting on WWE for Plane Ride from Hell. I knew that was going to be a topic. Um, I mean, you guys got some kinky stuff about you that you're, you know, shitting on WWE. Yeah, well, wrestlers. but but I have to I have to go on WWE right now. We are one week away from Extreme Rules, right? One week away. Exactly. Yeah, day. exactly. You know. One week away from the pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. We have six matches already announced for Extreme Rules. Hi. Welcome hey. back. We're Thank not you. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> didn't talk about up. you being gone the at all. Over. Sorry you're gone. <laughs> we didn't talk about <laughs> oh, you being you gone at all. I wanted to get some sorbet, guys. Excuse me. Is that raspberry? Yeah. That looks like raspberry. Sorbet. Mm. Mm. Is, that, is that raspberry? It's watermelon. He got some raspberry got some sorbet. watermelon sorbet. The kind you find at a second hand. Store. Yeah, I've, I've got a hint for you guys. Don't buy your sorbet at a second hand store. Just a... <laughs> you want that shit first hand. That's what you Thrift want. store sorbet. Thrift store, yes. store ice cream. Um, so, Nate, we, we are exactly one week away from WWE Extreme Rules. Exactly. Yeah. Right, yeah. we have six matches announced for WWE Extreme Rules. We do really right, six of yeah. them currently announced. Um, you want to guess how many of them have Extreme Rules stipulations already announced for them? One is, is there is even one? Because I'm looking at the list and there are zero uh announced with an actual Extreme Rules stipulation on them. Oh, really? Oh, I feel like one of them is no DQ. No, I thought Biggie and Bobby was named already as a. Um, no. it's, are you are you counting no DQ as a thing? It's it's not listed as as one hundred percent announced yet, so that's not one of the six. Oh, um, okay. So so as of right now, we've got Carmella versus Liv Morgan announced, no stipulation. Right. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, no stipulation. Charlotte Flair versus Alexa Bliss, no stip. Usos kind of going to be hardcore though. Usos gotta be versus... some demons. Oh, I'm sure there I'm, are steps. I'm actually, I'm actually hoping that that's a cinematic. I, I bet with live crowds back, we've, we've met oh, the yeah, end of true. the cinematic matches from yeah. WWE. I'm, I'm betting we've met the end. Uh, that would Usos... be a good match to have cinematic, though. Yeah, Alexa it... deserves a cinematic in the quality that that Bray put out. Uh, yeah. If she tries to keep this character, I hope she. I hope they give this a good way to end character. this character too, though. Yeah, but the uh, Usos versus Street Profits, no step announced. Damian Priest versus Sheamus, no step amount announced. Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor, no step announced. Of course, there's the expected Big E versus Lashley rematch or official match, but no, it's not officially announced yet. Uh, it's not official, so. But my point is, like, I know at least three of those are going to have a stipulation. Like, I would bet, um, I would bet the Charlotte Flair versus Alexa has some sort of extreme rule stipulation, whether it's a, um, you know, a kendo stick match or some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch could have something added to it. Um, maybe. Uh, Usos versus Street Profits, I could see having it be, you know, a no DQ or a street fighter or something. I, but as of right now, we we don't have any stipulation. 
officially out. At Square, I'm like, not a one of my frustration, right? I don't expect to have the whole card filled with stipulation. Like, I fully expect some of these matches to maybe change because we got a week left and everything. But there still should be stipulations, like, at least hinted at. Like, I don't have, uh, on none of those do I have a clue, a hint of what the stipulation will be, right? Right. Roman Reigns right. versus Finn Balor. It's going to be the demon. Um, is is it is it going to be a no DQ match or a inferno match? Or, inferno match or I mean, is it, it's going to be something, right? But we have no clue. There's there hasn't been a hint, not a single hint yet in that. Um, Damian Priest versus Sheamus, right? Um, a, a broken face mask match no it's an archer match where they play archery tag, yeah. archery tag. it's it's a william it tell would match make the match more interesting where where damian priest has to shoot an <laughs> apple so off of seamus's head to win <laughs> so you have you have to you have to stun seamus so he stands there like this then you gotta put an apple on his head and then you gotta go over to the other side and grab your bow and but that's my frustration. And, and, and there's a time limit on that. Yes. Well, because Seamus wins if he just makes it to this. Because <laughs> he can't stand there like this for too long. <laughs> um, but that's that's my frustration. Now the the, the slight add-in to that is, I mean, like I look at that and I don't know. I mean, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. If the, they they've got to do something to make Bianca look like she belongs in it again. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, first of all, she disappeared for three weeks after losing the belt and then finally came back to have a homecoming celebration. Right. <clears throat> Would have made more sense to have her out there, you know, complaining and bitching and, you know, and, and saying, I, I need my shot to win that back because I was cheated out of it. And yada, yada, yada. But whatever. Do we um, still know whatever happened to Sasha? Nope. It's really? never been... Damn. And reportedly, she's been backstage at some of the recent ones. Is she she's just... filming? She doing some filming or no? Uh, reportedly, she's backstage and and ready to go, and they just don't. Um, that's all the reports ever say. You know that Damn. for whatever reason, it got her. I mean, I, I, can see, got... I can see the prevent the stop being from Mandalorian reshoots. Yeah, as of right now. As of right now, I haven't heard anything of, of her being um because the, the next like one they're heard about it. Well, the next one they're shooting is the book of Boba Fett, um, which she wasn't even rumored to be involved in. Um she might but without still be, but Carano now there's a possibility. Yeah, well, even Carano wasn't expected to be in that because she was getting her own spin-off that got shit canned. But anyway. Um but but to add to this, like I'm I'm like sort of excited for the Charlotte Flair Alexa Bliss match. If only they allow Alexa to actually wrestle again and 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 be competitive. Exactly. Um, I'm I'm hesitantly excited for Roman Reigns versus Finn Balor, even though I'm like 99% certain they're gonna feed Finn Balor to Roman Reigns, um, and they're gonna give Roman Reigns the victor, the first victory over. You've been recently pleasantly surprised by a title change. Just recently, I just don't. I do not expect it there. 
But in the end, uh, you know, my the thing that ties into this though is then looking over to the other side of of the field, we've got AEW putting together a pay per view level event this week, split between two shows, Rampage and Dynamite, um, and and like Dynamite, we've got a non title match: Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Yes. But a- one of them is a WWE guy. It doesn't matter. You know, he was a <laughs> Ring of Honor guy first. So, uh, Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho for the women's title. But yes. Ruby Soho was a WWE That's fine. Girl. Don't care. Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. This is the one I might be the least excited for because but I just worry. But Malachi Black was it. <laughs> yeah. But this, this might be the one I'm the least excited for just because I... I kind of want Malachi Black to get another victory over Cody Rhodes just to hammer down this this thing where people are like, oh, Cody always comes back and wins in the end. Now just give him another victory. And, and well, MJF versus Brian Pillman he's got Jr. Show. Yeah, he's exactly. He's got a promoter show, so he's going to win. Yeah, that's why I'm, I I hope they, they don't. I hope they swerve us with it, but I don't. Uh, MJF versus Brian Pillman Jr. should be a fire match. Darby Allen and Sting versus FTR. Um, I'll stop. You know. uh, (laughs) Then you go to Rampage. You've got Penelope Ford versus Anna Jay. uh, Eight-man tag team match with Ortiz and Santana and the Lucha Brothers versus uh, Private Party and Butcher and Blade. That's going to be fire. It's going to be fire, though. Too many people. <clears throat> um, the tag team match with Men of the Year, Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho and Jake Hager. A I don't even know where this came out of that match. Yeah, well, like, I mean, it it came out of nowhere when Inner Circle came out and confronted Dan Lambert. Um, okay. You know, so um, six-man tag match, Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus The Elite. That's going to be fun. Um, or as as Adhol referred to it at the end of super uh, click. Thing, the super click, right? Um, a lights out tag team match with Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus Lanfarcher and Minoru Suzuki. Nice. And CM Punk versus Powerhouse Hobbs in a singles match, right? So that's here, a squash. I'm betting that's a squash. Um, yeah, I'm I'm betting it. I'm betting it's CM Punk's first loss. Yeah. So? Yeah. I'm Sox betting needs to get pushed. I'm betting this is the, the way to push Powerhouse Hob over. I don't That's think it's it. going to be squash. I think it's going to be more competitive, but I think Powerhouse Hob is going to overpower him. Hot pun intended. Um, but my point <laughs> still is um, uh, AEW on their televised show has already announced more things uh, that I can be excited over, as well as more stipulations than WWE has for their Extreme Rules pay-per-view. That's valid. And me making fun of but their WWE guys, they've also used those said WWE guys more better in a span of two months than WWE has in all of the four-plus years that they've had yep. these wrestlers. He said more so, better. Yep, more uh, gooder. More gooder. Okay, so you ready for this? 
Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let me get prepared. Ready? Four words. Card subject to change. Yep, that plays both ways. That's the reason they do it. I no, I understand, but the the ultimately their job is to hype us up for extreme rules. I'm not hyped up for extreme rules. Yeah, but you're you're an anti-mark. I I still get hyped up for their pay-per-views, even though I fucking despise Yeah, I mean, he has to do my wrestling pool every pay-per-view. I am so jacked for Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns that it does, because I really, I'm going to pretend at least for another week that I've got confidence that the title's getting put on Balor. I really do. And next week I might eat my words. <laughs> now, now don't don't get me wrong. Like here's the deal. I think that'll be a good match regardless, right? Even yeah. when Finn Balor as the demon loses, I think it'll be a good match. I'll, I'll, <laughs> um, but but like my point is, we're supposed to be excited for these matches, and the way you build excitement for a pay per view called Extreme Rules is you say. It's going to be the demon Finn Balor versus Roman Rage inside a steel cage. What? And and they might do that. They've got two more shows to to do it. But my point is not and social single, media and social media. <laughs> but we're a week away and they haven't done a single one yet. Well, not even had, one. We've had this this about Hell in a Cell. If, if the pay-per-view is going to be at Hell in a Cell, mm-hmm. then all the matches should be Hell in a Cell. Yep. And if the pay-per-view is not going to be Hell in a Cell, if you're going to use Hell in a Cell as a match, then it shouldn't be a pay-per-view on its own. Yep. And the deal is, Extreme Rules is such an easy pay-per-view to have that rule follow, right? Because Extreme Rules can be anything. It can be a street fight. It can be a cage match. It can be a tables match. It can be a submission match. Submission match. It can be a... It's just a a unique style match. Falls count anywhere match. It can be a... Uh, barbed wire exploding death match. It can boiler be room ball. Bro, yeah, boiler. It can be an empty arena match on Sunday Night Heat. But that works. I, I'm okay with that. In I'm the okay end, that. <laughs> in the end, my my point, the reason it's my crime is that they haven't done any of that. They haven't. They haven't even given us a hint at it, right? Like they had the Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair thing on SmackDown, and um, I mean, m- maybe it's going to be in a cage because they made hints about the key. I guess mm. you know you right. you might have the key, but I've got this unlock. I want to know what's on JLB's screen right now. Apparently, he's hoping for a um, strobe light match. My bad. I'm actually watching. Uh, it was a nice little. Vi- it's basically the across the raw across the nation song from the from way back, but in an AEW intro. Sorry, I thought that was very creative, and it was actually pretty well done. Apologies for the strobing of the lights. It could be a pissant match. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally could be. <laughs> If you get if you guys really want the attitude era back, they've got two women's matches in there that could be brawn panties matches. At least Stop be doing it. fucking something. I don't want them to be brawn panties matches. I'm just saying, yeah, at least you would be doing something. No, no, even no, <laughs> no. Only if it's right. Nia Jax. 
God damn. But no, no, but no, my thing you. is like they they haven't even hinted at any of those. Like the closest is Alexa Bliss and the whole doll thing. But that doesn't that's not a hint towards a type of match that's really just like a pole match. Yeah. Which you can buy at 39.99 if you want the Yeah, you can doll. buy the Charlie doll. <laughs> Can't believe they made that into a thing. I wonder how many people actually bought that. You, you, Probably you, a lot. Really, you really can't believe? You can't? Not at all? I can. I guess I could. Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. We aren't nearly as much about how much merch we can sell. And we sell shirts that say Pissy at Podcast. Mm-hmm. That's valid. Any that you want. Fair. Yeah, I mean, literally, the reports have it. The whole reason they gave uh, Karrion Cross the the mask and the suspenders was that it would make better marketing, right? Every fucking thing they do. Yeah, then you have a helmet to put on the action figure. Yeah, but you're ending this feud. So to bring out the doll at the end of the feud, well, I guess we don't know if it's the end. Are they ending it? it? I don't know. Maybe Charlotte now is going to have her own doll. Yeah. And- I mean, I mean, remember the whole thing started as uh, I mean, effectively, they're portraying this whole evilness as like a contagious thing where if you get too close to it, you can become evil yourself. So this could be we could end up with with evil Charlotte and and her doll and Charlotte. We already playground. have evil Charlotte. Yeah, but now she can no, have a playground. Evil-er. Evil-er. <laughs> um, and so it's just like I just feel like they've just been dropping the ball so much on this extreme rules. Um, and yes, I mean part of it they're dropping the ball with how absolutely fucking boring Raw is. Oh yeah, they um, they done drop that ball. Biggie's the champ. Shut up. I said Raw. Uh, he said Big, Big E. E oh, Big E's the champ. Yeah, he did well, not they, say Becky. E. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I heard Becky, but uh, but yeah, no, sure, I, uh, great. E. They they did they did Big E the champ, and that's great. But it was like that segment of Raw. Yeah, on a Monday night two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was just slightly less boring. Well, look, but the reason why we mentioned that is because we. We're thinking WWE didn't plan for Big E to win the title that way. We're thinking it's just for a ratings grab. So that's, I think, why Smarks... I'm sorry to talk for you, good sir. But that's why I think probably Smarks is not necessarily thrilled by it because it's not going to be a long-term thing. Okay. So perhaps. here's the deal. Everything they do is is a ratings grab. Everything AEW does is a ratings grab. Oh Jesus! Just... All ratings grabs. Yeah, they all, all are. Have to yeah, make no, money. for sure. No, but, no yeah, here, here's the deal: is I I'm not even angry at as a ratings draw, and I'm not even uh, thinking because I again the reports have it that they were still they were already planning on putting it on Big E after the draft, which is in two weeks or three weeks, whatever, early October next um, week. Two weeks. Not this week, next week. In, end of next week, yes, because it's going to be, it's not going to start on Raw. It's going to start oh, on right. SmackDown and then finish on Raw the following Monday. Anyways, um, 
but yeah, it it the reports have it that they were planning on doing it in a few weeks, and instead they moved it up to this to try to pop ratings because yes, they have flagged in ratings. They their ratings haven't been strong. Their demo ratings haven't been strong. They've been beaten in the demo by AEW <laughs> for four weeks straight. Um, but but in the end, you know, here's the matches that we got on Raw: Charlotte Flair versus Shayna Baszler, which. Should have been a fire match. Drew McIntyre and the Viking Raiders versus uh, Jinder Mahal and Shanky and Veer. Because, you know. Yeah, we wanted to see that. 11 minutes of Damian Priest versus Jeff Hardy. Um, a, a singles match of Nikki A.S.H. versus Tamina. Um, to set up their tag team match that hasn't been announced yet for Extreme Rules, but will probably be added to it, um, which then fed into a singles match of Rhea Ripley versus Natalia, neither of which were fun to watch. Uh, Eight-man tag team match with AJ Styles, Mace, Omos, and T-Bar versus Mansoor, Mustafa Ali, and The New Day. Too many people. Uh, a two-minute Squash match of Dewdrop beating on Eva Marie, which, frankly, that's still two minutes too much Eva Marie on my screen. And I don't even think it was even a match, technically. Um, she had hit her beforehand. Yeah, it. I think they rung the bell, but I don't know. I don't fucking care. I'm not right, doesn't argue, matter. Right? <laughs> Bobby Lashley versus uh, Randy Orton that went for 13 and a half minutes, which is, I'm not saying it was a bad match. It was like, whatever, right? And then uh, Biggie coming down and and cashing in and beating Bobby Lashley in a minute and fifteen seconds. Where more activity <laughs> happened. Yeah, the one exciting match of the night. That minute, I mean, that was fast paced. Yeah, but the one exciting match of the night, the one thing that we you gave a minute and fifteen seconds, right? Um, now again, it was it was pre-announced that Biggie was going to cash in, and of course they. They play up, oh, is he going to actually cash in or not, you know, or whatever. But I I seem to remember on a previous podcast talking um, and saying that Biggie, uh, they've pitched him as a, as a good guy character. He's going to be the guy who announces that he's going to cash in first, and he's not going to do a surprise cash in. And then, then the next week, they had him announce on Twitter first, and and then do his regular cash in exactly but he didn't like do a full good on good guy cash in. He did a semi good guy cash in. He waited for the other match to end. He still waited for the other guy, but but it still but he was, waited. But there was another match. There was another match, but he still again still one hundred percent good guy cash in because he at, earlier on the, in the show they had the interview between Randy Orton and and. Uh, and Bobby Lashley, and he stood there with the briefcase the entire time saying, whoever's the champion at the end, I'm going to cash in on. Right, Just so you know, I'm going to cash in <laughs> on you. If Randy, if you win, I'm going to cash in on you. Bobby, if you win, I'm going to cash in on you. So, you know, be prepared. You're going to get cashed in on one way or another. Look at me because I'm the good guy. I'm telling you exactly what's going to happen. Um, mm. It still was a great moment. I'm happy for Big E. No one in WWE deserves to be champion quite as much as him right now. Um, and so I'm I'm happy for him. Um, 
but it's it's like they gave it a minute and 15 seconds. Right. I feel like so so this is a dual um this is to both WWE and the U Smart to U Smart, sorry. Um on the WWE side, scratch the fucking record. Smarks, scratch the fucking record, man. Like you're saying you're you have the same same nitpicks, and you have the same nitpicks because WWE doesn't scratch the fucking record. Mm-hmm. So I, I understand not scratching the record, but I also like I guess there's not a whole lot bad about wrestling this week that, that JLB didn't take in, in his challenge. There, no, but there wasn't really that much. I mean, NXT and Rick Steiner's son thing, maybe, if you want to say, kind of stupid. Yeah. But there wasn't anything like, oh, God. Like, wrestling was all right. I mean, Raw was kind of trash, but they had the Big E thing winning. Okay, great moment. Cool, you did it. Great. Um, SmackDown, I don't even know what happened on SmackDown, uh, necessarily. Uh, Big, Big E and Finn Balor versus the Usos. Oh, right. Yeah, because whatever. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Rick Boogs versus Robert Roode. Liv Morgan and Tony Storm versus Carmella and Zelina Vega. So you give her a match on this, Mac? Sa- Sammy Zayn versus Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Dominic um, won, right? Jesus. Uh, no, Sammy did in six minutes. Sammy won? Yes, thank God. Oh. <laughs> but like like it's in the end i'm i'm bagging on on raw because it was boring but my crime still is just the fact that they had that raw they could have built something of that into an extreme rules stipulation and none of that built into an extreme like none of that led to a, a stipulation right directly like bobby lashley is going to have his his match right we know that's gonna happen but it's not official they didn't have bobby lashley like immediately following not even on social media say listen i you know it was unfair that i lost i want a rematch at extreme rules put us in a cage they didn't do anything nothing and that's right. my my crime is that we're a week out from extreme rules and we still don't know a single stipulation for extreme rules card may be subject to change but you're still supposed to give us a card before you change it. Change it. You know? Yeah. Um, so that's my crime. Yeah. And it's fair. I'm just saying, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, now, sure. in, in fairness, I'm I'm really, I know I've said this for weeks. I'm this close to just saying I'm gonna let weekly WWE be you guys' stuff and and fucking I'm just not gonna talk about it anymore because it's just like I'll get ready for the pay per views. We'll talk about the pay per views, and we'll all do all that stuff. But the week to week stuff, I'm I'm about ready to just be out. Won't work. Haven't watched Raw in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of like I'm he still... was get the title. I just watched the recap. Yeah, and to be fair, you only really need to watch the recap. Uh, if anything that Raw does, Raw gives you like a nice little five minute recap because that's all you even need and it's like perfect i didn't waste three hours of my life i watched this recap for five minutes i'm up to date you know what you know what the final straw that broke the camel's back for me was was charlotte she is so just 
photocopier heel bullshit. You well, are, she is so much more capable than this photocopier. You, you know, would be right now a way more um, desirable, interesting storyline to be told if they'd have put the belt on Shayna, right? And had Shayna be the cocky heel, and and you could still have Alexa be the. I, I don't know why they decided Alexa's character needs to be the face in this storyline, but whatever, right? You could still have Alexa, you know, being the supernatural, you know, um, bring out the doll. That that storyline could progress about the same, but with a different person as the champion, it instantly becomes more watchable. Because how many times have we seen Charlotte as the champion comes out and talks stupid smack? Right, and then so and so comes. She's out. really yeah. good at it, though. Because me she too, is. I'm like, man, I'm tired. No, I'm man. annoyed of this. It's, it's she... not as good as it used to be. Yeah, I, again, you I, you I can be really good. Here, here's the thing. Do you know how Ric Flair and I don't want to bring him up in this, but he's the best example. Do you know how Ric Flair got to be the the best heel in the game the by occasionally being a face? Right. Mm. When was the last time Charlotte was a face? NXT. Well, I'm, probably I'm, before yeah. her plastic surgery. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to wait until you guys think it up because it's going to take forever to remember. That's my point is she's just been a heel for like the last yeah. three years straight. They haven't given her a face turn because here's the deal. The best time to turn a heel face is when they're super heel and the best time to turn a face heel is when they're super over, right? So you make her a face, you make her the good guy, you make her come out and save, you know, whoever, and help people out, and and I've seen the error of my ways and all of this stuff, and then once she got a friend, she does the, the flare thing and turns on him. Boom! And then she's got heel heat again, but right now she's a heel with no heat. She's got no heat. No one, yeah, she's no got, one. She's got X Pac unfortunately. And so, <laughs> so anyway, but, but yeah, I, I guess I could say, uh, Braun Breaker is my crime for the week, but fuck. <laughs> yeah, literally the guy's actual. It's Ron Breaker. No, it's Braun Baker. Braun. B R O N. Okay. Because they already got rid of no. a different brawn, so they you know just yeah. reuse it. We own this new brawn. Mm. We'll just spell it a little different this time. <laughs> um, but you know, it's like I I reports have it, it's 100 percent for the reason that I expect it to be. WWE knows they can't trademark Steiner because of Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner having their trademarks on it and giving him Rex Steiner um, is too close to Rick Steiner and they would never get it. Even if they gave him Braun Steiner, they still were worried that they wouldn't be able to trademark it and monetize it. Uh, so they decided to give him a name that they could monetize. Yeah, but they um, can't, I mean, you can't, here's the deal, holding on to that name, it's not like I get diesel figurines now. Yes, you're the only ones with the diesel name. In okay. Kevin Nash's likeness. But at the end of the day, eh. Yeah. But they want they want to be able to sell Braun Breaker figures now. 
and get them on a. But they can sell Rex Steiner figures now. But they would no. they would have the trademark on it, and so they would have to give some of the proceeds to the trademark holder. They would have to. <clears throat> That's what it comes down to. They want all the proceeds for themselves, right. or just not have oh. a trademark. Yeah, they've already filed for the trademark for Rex Steiner. No, for Braun Breaker. For Braun Breaker. If they release it as Rex Steiner, um, they wouldn't have the trademark, and they would have to pay to use the trademark for Rex Steiner. They'd have to pay the Scott Steiner or Rick Steiner for the rights to use Rex Steiner, and they don't want to do that. And they, they, you know, like I said, everything's about marketing. It's the reason they put a face mask a helmet on carrying uh, crosses. They want to be able to market it. Um, and so it's just like reportedly they sent out a letter to the um, or an email to the announcers on NXT that they weren't allowed to reference that he's a second generation superstar. They're not allowed to specifically mention that he's Rick Steiner's son, any of that stuff. Oh, wow. Um, keep in mind, Rick Steiner doesn't have a legends contract with WWE. Um, oh, snap. Okay. <clears throat> which I'm sure plays into it. Um, he probably so, doesn't because Scott doesn't right now. Because mm-hmm. Scott's still wrestling. Elsewhere. Yeah. Well, Scott's still wrestling, and Scott's also persona non grata to WWE, apparently. Um, they even reportedly have a sign up at the Hall of Fame ceremonies, like backstage, that this guy is not allowed into the the backstage. He's who? Who? Steiner. Scott. Scott. Really? Yep. He's he's blackballed from WWE right now. Oh, snap. But I feel like he just faced Jerry Lawler in some indie show, though. I'm sure. I like I saw yes, a video of that. Okay. He did. I don't. I don't know what company it was, but. <clears throat> but, anyways, your crime, DA Fabe. My crime. I'm gonna go positive. I want to be positive about this. Yeah, buddy. So you ready for this? There's too fucking much wrestling, and it's all really fucking good. Including the indie circuit. Go get an indie ticket. Anybody, whoever you are, wherever you're going, go get an indie ticket. And in fact, instead of spending your your credit card points on taking your best friend to Jim Gaffigan in Omaha, Nebraska, um, spend your your points on a wrestling program. I don't know if I'm taking you to Jim Gaffigan, but Jim Gaffigan's fucking awesome, but it's fine. Right, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm taking you to Zello Pro, so it's, it's good. <laughs> That's his way of saying you better fucking get me tickets to Jim <laughs> Nah, it's all, it is all fine with that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I went with my wife to Jim Gaffigan like four years ago, and uh, I've never laughed so hard in my life for so long. It was literally... Oh, I watched his most recent special with the... Yeah. 12 minutes of horse jokes. Mm-hmm. I about died. I was just like, yeah. it just keeps going. It's, it's so fantastic. I never laughed so hard for so long as that. So I anyway. But anyway. So no, no, it, in any ticket. Literally the best era in wrestling. Yes, there was the 80s. And yes, that was what the rock and wrestling was what put us put it on the map. It wasn't, it was no longer just your local wrestling. But because of that, we got higher quality wrestling. Then we had the 90s battle, 
where where there was only going to be one supreme company, and they wanted to, and and, and it, it literally murdered the Indies. I mean, it, it annihilated the Indies. There's not an indie company today that existed in 1992. None, zero indie companies today that are the same indie. Now there's locations that existed in 1992, but there's not. Vern Gagne no longer now. They may still own the equipment because I can see Smarks looking it up. They may own the equipment and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, those are not the same companies that exist well, in 1992. Well, the Gagne's were the ones who sold uh, to, to Crockett, yes. who then sold to WCW Turner, and then yeah. sold. To, so all the Gagne stuff would be owned by Vince, all, all the trademarks now. and stuff now. now. But... but um, you know those types of companies didn't exist, didn't exist in the in the quality that we have today. We have at Zello Pro, not at AEW, not at even GCW, not at uh, AAA Wrestling, but at Zello Pro, a Minneapolis-based or Chicago-based Chicago organization, Chicago-based organization <laughs> that does some small traveling. We literally have Jordan Grace. We literally have um, uh, 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 Chelsea Green. We literally have a, a, a hardcore icon who may or may not still be wrestling because of some stupid stuff he said, but Tommy Dreamer. We literally have um, Justin uh, – oh, yeah, Jordan Grace's fiance. Oh, Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham. Uh-huh. So we have some of these really, we have Colt really good wrestlers. Colt Cabana, yeah. Uh-huh. A billion off the gun. We've got icons. We've got up-and-comers. This is your opportunity to, to support your local wrestling. Uh-huh. And the, here's the deal. We're going to see somebody who's based out of Nebraska at this Omaha show. We don't know who it is, but they don't do this without bringing on somebody and, that, and it can very easily be somebody from Omaha, and that's two and a half hours away from this venue. Uh-huh. But we're gonna see somebody who's based out of Nebraska yeah. for this. How do you we're know? We're gonna get some exposure because it always happens in indie shows. Uh-huh. But, always happens but in indie it, shows. Even more than that, even even uh, taking the indies out of it, and you go um, go go to the Vickers, right? Uh, AEW right now uh, is on. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is a statistic that came out. Um, AEW and WWE are going to be in the same arena in Long Island, New York, a week apart. Yeah. Um, AEW, in the first day, sold 5,500 tickets to it uh, and has sold, as of earlier today, over 6,000 tickets. Uh, WWE, who's Tickets have been on sale. Um, t- 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 let's see when it was. Uh, just the other day, right? Has only sold two hundred or uh, two thousand three hundred and sixty-five seats for the same event, same venue, same thing, one week apart, right? And so obviously WWE is struggling to sell tickets to this, but AEW is is thriving. AEW likely will sell out. The, and the 8, indie seats. circuit is what's made this possible. Mm-hmm. The survival of the indie circuit through the very difficult time of the WCW versus WWE war, Monday Night War, 
the survival of the indie circuit is what made this possible. Yeah. Um, WWE done, being dumb enough to try and photocopy what they used to have. This is the greatest era in, in professional wrestling. I'm not telling you that your local indie show that happens weekly is going to be better. I am telling you that we can continue to have our product, uh, the, pro the product that we're all fans of, continue to grow if you go to these indie shows. Mm -hmm. If you skip Raw that night, skip uh, NXT. Hell, if it's a Wednesday night, you can even skip any dubs. That dude's probably going to end up there if he's really, really good. Well, and uh, to, you to use... Him beforehand. Yeah, and to use AEW as a perfect example, the Wednesday night ones probably this won't happen on, but but the other ones, AEW specifically has in their contracts that people can continue to wrestle the indies as long as it doesn't compete with an AEW event, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Impact Wrestling, because they pre-tape uh, three weeks at a time, allows their wrestlers to wrestle at indies as long as it doesn't compete with the pre-tape. Um, Ring of Honor, is allowing their wrestlers to wrestle the indies as long as it doesn't compete with the Ring of Honor tapings, uh, which are reportedly going to be happening inside a closed set with no fans again. Um, NWA allows their wrestlers to wrestle at, at indies. You know, New Japan allows their wrestlers to appear at indies as long as it doesn't compete with the New Japan um, U.S tapings or whatever so uh we're we're gonna see gcw is effectively just a big indie and yeah. their wrestlers can wrestle anywhere so yes exactly we will see people at the zello pro that we either have recently or will soon see on aew or impact or or ring of honor um, the last time carney nebraska had professional wrestling was a shithole show out of Omaha. Before that, it was WCW on a pass-through. <laughs> to give you an idea how rare it is to be able to pick up those shows in these rural areas, um, it, it just typically doesn't happen. And now we've got a Saturday, and that WCW show, were you at that, Smarks? At I believe was, I, just don't remember if that was I believe I was, but I'm okay. trying to see if I can. Uh, 98, 97, something like that. Anyway, um, that show, that WCW yeah. show, was a random Thursday night crap hole show that, that wasn't Thursday or Wednesday. It was a midweek show. You weren't going up against anything. Yes, I um, was at that show because that was the Lance Storm. You like him? That's right. That's right. So that, that show was a random during the week, thrown together two weeks beforehand, something like that. Zello Pro's coming to us on a Saturday night in rural area. You guys have the ability to go to rural wrestling, and we can get the really the heyday of professional wrestling. You can get all the great stuff that was 1970, 1980, the the ability to watch a show on any night of the week if you wanted to go live, the ability to go to a Saturday, to have your buddies out Saturday night and go. You can also have the ability to watch high-quality wrestling. And quite frankly, these local shows tend to put on really good shows now because the same dude you're watching on Wednesday, Friday, Monday, well, not Friday or Monday, Wednesday and Friday, I guess you can't watch one Friday, 
or Tuesday or Thursday or Saturday night, really late at night because it's Sinclair, <laughs> the same people you're watching their, those shows with might be at those shows. GCW did not expect Moxley. In fact, they didn't know who had just beaten um, uh, Matt uh, Matt Cardona. Matt yeah. Cardona. Except uh, for that, it was Moxley. Yeah. Um, so well, he did take off his mask, though. Yeah. So uh, the yes. WCW event in Kearney, Nebraska, was uh, it looks like December third of two thousand. Um, and then in 2002, there was a World Res- World League Wrestling event. And that's the one where the kid from Holdridge, Nebraska, mm-hmm. was wrestling. And, and then in the two- show. 2009, uh, there was a TNA house show. I didn't know anything about that. I Both did of us not were know that. Wrestling at that time. And yeah, I mean. Well, you weren't quite watching it. You, well, I, you I was still. TNA. I might have been watching TNA. I might have been back in the Ring of Honor. Um, it was a house show. Let me see if there was anyone um, worth it on that. Was that um, Carney? Yep. Event Center? Wow. So there uh, were two er- shit shows. Yep. Eric Young versus Consequences Creed, now known Which as Xavier Woods. Which today would have been a great match, but at the time, nobody would have known. Mm-hmm. Awesome Kong versus ODB. I'd have gone for that. I'm surprised they didn't know about it. Uh... I think it's Christopher Daniels versus Abdul Bashir, but it's just listed as Daniels, so I have to check see if it's Christopher. Yeah, Daniels. I, I probably would have yeah. avoided it solely because Christopher Daniels is a good um, one. I don't like suicide Daniels. versus homicide and Jay Lethal in a three-way match. Um, and this probably would have been um but that was during the down that would have been probably kazarian a suicide okay at that time uh matt morgan versus abyss huh we just talked about matt Son morgan of a bitch. i probably would have gone to this if i'd have known about it um matt morgan and abyss alone would be enough <laughs> this this match alone would have been enough beer money which is james storm and robert Roode, versus kurt angle and scott steiner Man, how did I not go to this? Okay, well, there was so there's been one shithole one and one other really good one, anyways. But yes, go here often, and so so go buy your tickets, buy your local ones because they will come to your area more if you Mm -hmm. do it. Yes, they keep giving our area a chance, and I apparently effed up, and that's why it was. Uh, what is it, 12 years between visits to central Nebraska? Yeah, that's yeah. Why I guess I don't have a problem with that in Montreal, but you know, we're a big city and all that. Tons of indie feds here, so it's always pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, but still, still important to support your local indie. There, there used to be an indie wrestling organization in the town Sparks lives in, and oh, yeah? we weren't going because it was, it was the WWE era. Mm. I'm glad that era is over. I do want WWE to put out a better product, but I'm glad that era is over. For that reason, because yeah. now now people might go, you know what? Screw it. It's Saturday night. Let's go. Let's go down to. Uh, is Ice House still a thing in Omaha? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, they were a big enough bar to to have had professional wrestling. 
Let's go to Ice House and watch that. We'll watch wrestling. <laughs> Let's see. It's been Cage 20 years has. since I lived in Omaha, so. I'm going to have to to look up. Um, what is this? Pro Wrestling Phoenix. Because apparently they just had an event here in Omaha a couple weeks ago. Omaha's different, though. That's a metro area. Mm -hmm. It's the 40th largest metropolitan area in the country. So, I mean, they're yep. knocking on the door being professional sports. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, my point is I'm just going to have to look them up and see see what their schedules are. Um, and it's tough. It's tough to keep up with. And quite frankly, I will say that MMA makes things a little bit tougher. See if they had anyone at this event that I would know offhand and uh, da, da. not seeing any name I recognize, um, but it'll be interesting to see if in the future we recognize any of those names. That that worldwide wrestling one, I remember there was a kid from from Holdridge, Nebraska that was the big deal and they pushed it. That's so why I was like, I'm not going. <laughs> Waiting if the room now. Is the low, local guy? I'm not going. <clears throat> but, but yes, support your indies because here's the deal. That's where the future stars of WWE, um, well, maybe not, well, anymore, not WWE, AEW, yeah. um, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, uh, even New Japan. The, the indies are where they they come from. If you want um, to support future WWE, you just watch NCAA football. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. It's a valid point. And then watch the draft. And if your if if your favorite player doesn't get drafted, or gets drafted good. really really low, or goes to someone's practice squad, yeah, right. Your that guy is likely to be a wrestler, um, or, or real estate agent, or or watch watch amateur wrestling. But you have to specifically pick a favorite person who goes on to qualify for the Olympics, but maybe not actually do well at the Olympics. They might do well, but but those are the ones that WWE might say, "Yeah, come well, here." Roughing up Chad Gable today, huh? All right. Well, I'm I'm also pointing out um the, their big Gabe Stevenson uh, signing, who they reports have are going to send straight to the main roster. Push him like the next Brock Lesnar. Here's the deal. Brock actually won the NCAA championship twice. Yeah, but wasn't the guy like a 2020 gold Olympic gold Olympian? Uh, I don't know if he won the gold, but he was an Olympian. Yes. Um, I didn't. I think he him. won the gold. I think that's the whole thing. That's why they got him. What's his name? ABC. I'm looking it up right now. because They tried to get Rulon Gardner, but Rulon Gardner went and started real pro wrestling. And that flopped because wrestling meets are are entertaining for those of us who used to Gabe wrestle. Gabe Stevenson. But, I mean, how many times do we have to hear about Dolph Ziggler having been an uh, amateur star at Kent State? Yes, he did win the gold. Uh, American super so. heavyweight to win freestyle Olympic gold since Bruce Baumgartner in 92. So he There you go. So quit your bitching on him. But my, my still is, regardless of, of all of that, uh, Olympic wrestling and pro wrestling are two completely different things entirely. Yes, and there, in sure. the history of pro wrestling, there have been very few Olympic wrestlers who have actually 
marked a really good career. And it's Kurt Angle. And uh, done. you're done. Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. I'm like, I like, I love Chad Gable. I think, I think he's way, way more talented than WWE gives him credit for. But because WWE controls his career, um, I don't ever think Chad Gable in WWE will be a world champion. Right? I don't think Chad Gable, with the path that his career currently is going in WWE, I don't think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, unless they've got like a really, really thin class and they're like, oh, fuck, uh, Chad Gable. <laughs> right, you know. Uh, should should we should we give give the NWO another Hall of Fame thing? We'll say <laughs> say just just the Wolf Pack gets in. <laughs> oh snap! They definitely might do a Wolf Pack thing. I feel like that's a legitimate thing. Well, they didn't include um, Million Dollar Man in the NWO induction. But they didn't include, or Big Show, or I'm sorry, uh, the Giants. Oh, this is, this is both uh, guys who were there before Six was. LWO gets into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Highly unlikely. BWO. BWO. Blue World Order. Can we get Can we get Meanie? No, Meanie won't come. Okay. okay. Um, oh. How about Stevie Richards? We could do the We could do the right to censor. Right to censor. Yes. Um. We could uh, get Bull Buchanan. <laughs> his kid can accept. We got him. Yes, we'll we'll get his kid. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, sorry, Chad, you've been you've been pushed back another year. <laughs> Damn. That gets that makes the Godfather of what two time, three time, if Francis Spencer gets in. <laughs> Val Venus one time. Yeah, yeah. Val Venus is probably not even going to get into the right to censor. <laughs> They're like, no, yeah. we have the right to censor your we, antics we have, on social media too. We have Stephen Richards and Godfather come out. We ignore the fact that Molly was part of rights to censor. We certainly ignore Serena Deeb because you know. Why would they ignore Molly? She produces for them now. They definitely went to ignore Molly. She was a woman in the early two thousands. Oh Jesus. Didn't we have this conversation at the very beginning of this? Okay. Let's see here. Um it's very different. Yeah, but we're 2021. So <laughs> if, if this oh. was a Hall of Fame in 20 uh, 2001, yeah, I'd agree with you. For sure they'd ignore her. But no, oh, no. Te technically Ricky Choshu was a uh, Olympic wrestler, so um he he performed at WWE at one point. Okay. Um, um did Bad News Brown ever do in WWE? Yeah, he was in WWE. He was an Olympic wrestler, apparently. Oh, yeah? yeah. Uh, took on a bronze. Um, Jeff Cobb was an Olympic wrestler, but he never went to WWE. Um, huh. Um, so Iron Sheik uh, was at the oh. Olympics. Um, as assistant to the coach for the 72 Olympics wrestling team. Oh, well, who would have thunk it? Um, oh, oh, Carl Gotch, of course, is a big wrestler, but I don't know if he ever actually wrestled for the 
WF slash. Um, yeah, technically Ronda Rousey, but she wasn't an Olympic wrestler. She was Olympic judo. So, um, yeah. Oh, that thing altogether. Yeah, but doesn't the Olympics have like a judo thing? It does, but we're specifically talking about Olympic wrestlers. That's what my old joke was about. Oh, um, fair enough. So she Sorry. wasn't a wrestler. That's my point. Um, uh, Mad Dog Vashon. Oh, yeah. 1948 Olympics game was seventh Jesus overall. Christ, this guy's really going back. <laughs> um, yeah, that guy doesn't count because he wasn't a wrestler. I mean, He's a Hall of Famer, and he definitely is is worth talking about and mentioning. But he wasn't a wrestler at the Olympics; he was a powerlifter, and his name is Mark Henry. Yeah, mm. who went back and proved he was the world's strongest man in the deadlifts again. Yeah, uh, the Mark Henry actually brings me to a uh, fucking funny story out of out of not directly wrestling related, but he's a good example. Um, there are a lot of people all angry. The new God of War video game uh, is, is coming out, and they released some um, preview art, and it's God of War Valhalla, and it's all like Norse mythology-based and everything, right? And they released a preview art for Thor um, of it, and everyone's all up in arms because they gave Thor a belly, right? He's a big guy with a big round belly and, and a big hammer and all. And I was like, that's not what Thor should look like. He should look like Chris Hemsworth in the Marvel movies and whatever. You know what they gave Chris Hemsworth a belly. A belly. But on top of it, 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 here's the deal is if you actually like the bodybuilder physique that we think of for strongmen is not the strongman physique, right? No, world's if, strongest man. I mean, you think about Magnus for Magnuson. Yeah, Magnus for Magnuson. Mark Henry, um, even half Thor Bjornsson, um, who was the mountain on Game of Thrones and powerlifting champion, world's strongest man champion. Um, I mean, he's literally named half Thor. Um, and he's he is now he's training for a boxing match and he's got all cut, but in his powerlifting time, he wasn't. If you actually watch powerlifters, right, the biggest and best powerlifters. Typically are not cut, right? Um, the world's strongest man competitions where they're fucking towing 747s and shit. Uh, those people, none of them are cut. Uh, and every single one of them could probably outlift the, the biggest and most cut, uh, you know, bodybuilders out there. So and I just think it's funny because everyone's like, yes, no, what he should look like. He's Thor. He's supposed to be strongest. He's uh, half God. I mean, I, he's supposed to be really, really strong, right? Watch the people who throw the fucking cannonballs over the high jump things and tell me what they look like. They don't look like Thor. They don't look like Chris Hemsworth Thor. They look more like this Thor. With the, with the caber toss, yeah. Yeah. Um, let me they see if I like, in that picture. They look like they could win a couple beers. Mm -hmm. That's right. I said win a couple beers. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> See if I can find this picture that everyone's all. I'm all a pissy at Thor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, 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 do. Share this. 
Uh, Side so note, we did our mark, so. Yeah, of course. Get your little picture up and then let's move on. <laughs> That's the Thor. He's also a villain instead of a. Uh, so villains have to have something to vilify them, and, and even pro wrestling has proved this. I mean, John he, Tent is a great example. Villains are fat. Yep. But he's also supposed to be a strong man. Uh, in the Norse mythology where they fucking sit around drinking mead before they go out and destroy shit. Correct. Right? I find it odd that he has red hair instead of blonde hair. That part I do find odd. But, anyways, that's all. I just I just thought that was a funny yeah, funny idiots. story. They're wrong. They're idiots and wrong. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're wrong. Anyways, um, commendations and misdemeanors, anything. Accommodation to Zellapro for coming to rule Pilias, Nebraska. Thank you very much. Seconded. Any objections? Done. Um, <laughs> I pretended to be a judge with a gavel. I don't have a gavel. I'm not a judge. I'm a detective. Um, misdemeanor for NXT. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Just, just. Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Who the fuck is this? <laughs> Who the fuck is that? Who the fuck is this guy in the in the uh, fight for the heavyweight championship? And yeah, we've never fucking seen him before. Who the fuck is right. that? <laughs> that's that's really the only question you can ask. Who the, who the fuck is this guy? Who, who, who the fuck is that? Um. Yeah. Uh, oh, also a commendation to I, I got to put this out the the Twitter world. Has been a lot more fun than I than I gave it credit for, and so this is a misdemeanor to me. For uh, I'm still not going to start like being part of the Twitter. World. <laughs> um, two two commendations to this. Number one to Buddy Murphy for trolling the crap out of us. <laughs> I rolled over and looked at my phone as I woke up. I was like, oh. and the notification that came across that I usually ignore is Buddy Murphy calling Brian Cage pussy. Okay, well, we don't know yep. where you're going, but boy, that was good. Yeah, it gets um, people talking. Wait, who called who a pussy? Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I'm Buddy sorry. Murphy. Buddy Matthews. Buddy now. Matthews called. Oh, I thought it was Brian Josh Matthews. Matthews. Okay, no. do we know why? No. I mean, it, it, here's why. Here's why to get us fucking talking about Buddy Matthews, maybe going to AEW, which I'd love for him to go there. So, you know, wishful thinking and everything. Mm. Reports and have if you it land somewhere else, then it, then it's just a solid statement because yeah. Brian Cage isn't going to respond if they don't pick uh -huh. him up. Yep. Reports have it that a Impact was close to some sort of a deal with him, but that might have just been Impact trying to toot their own horns, um, whatever. But anyways, um, the yeah, other that to Gargano and Candice LeRae for quite possibly the funniest baby review <laughs> that was awesome. I think I've ever seen. Um, oh yeah, that was hilarious. The socials yep. there, guys. I, Congrats uh, on the impending boy. It's a boy. The dog <laughs> popping the balloon in Kansas's face. What did you do? What did you do? <laughs> well, That's I, the baby reveal balloon. Wait, that man. The, the messed up thing is Johnny Gargano acting like that is literally how we all, not how we all, but literally how a lot of. Men would be, yes. men would be though completely. It's like spot on. We play stupid, or we yeah. are stupid. Well, um, 
I just loved the entire time he's like trying to trying to one up the baby reveal. He's like, wait, no, we can't just do a balloon baby reveal. We got to do something big like fucking fireworks or some shit like that, right? Oh, he does more with this? No, in, he, in the video. In the video, he's saying he's before, like, I, before oh, we, right. we got we got to get. I can't remember what it was. We got to get like an alpaca or something right. like that. And, and she, <laughs> she's like, where are we gonna get an alpaca? He's like, I got an alpaca guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> his, his name is Paca or whatever. Yeah, his name's Paca. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the the dog pops the balloon. On Candace, so Candace is then covered in it's the blue boy. powder. And it's a boy. Um, <laughs> he's so excited. Also, to Candace Lerner the next day for putting props to um, her her friend, um, Mister Bebe, because mm-hmm. the baby in the ultrasound, the baby is doing this, <laughs> which I absolutely love. um. I would just, one hand in the yeah, just the one. But uh, I, I, I would like to point out that um, recently both Cody Rhodes and um, Moxley uh, have had children, and they've both been girls. And so now with the Garganos having a boy, could we have a potential dynasty in the future? I'm just saying a Moxley Gargano union. 20 years from now a nightmare baby mm-hmm. yeah but one's in is the rumors that Gargano's gonna go to aew well there's rumors that Gargano's not gonna resign but it doesn't matter i'm not talking about right now i'm talking about the babies as they grow we're up talking about their kids we're no, talking listen, about a love connection <laughs> they're still gonna be split away okay because wwe's still gonna be I'm, there i'm talking, yeah, I'm talking about an arranged i'm talking about a union of the tribes I'm talking about a re- a union of the tribes, the warring tribes. This is the Montagues and Cablets coming together. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to completely disregard Becky's baby? Why doesn't she get dibs on Gargano's boy? Nope. Because that's nope. not bring together the warring tribes. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Why? Did they did they have a tag team or something? Why is that not bringing together the warring tribes? Because they're all WWE right now. Bringing the warring tribes together. All right, all right. Wow, wow. That's the joke going over his head. Wow, wow. This is the joke sucking balls. Catch us on Wednesday nights when we do Baby Matchmaker. That's right, Baby Baby Matchmaker Matchmaker Institute. That's what we're going to start doing from now on. And and we're going to do it all in ASMR. So, oh, I would love to whisper. It would be a good time. Welcome to Raw and Order of the Wrestling Booking Unit's ASMR feed. The baby maker. The maker. I am your host, Detective Marks Marks. And I am joined, as always, by my partners in crime fighting. District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? I'm excited to hear about some Okay, that's another bad. Now whispering. What up, everyone? It's your boy, if Justin I, JLB. If I whisper, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> I do the deep voice. I'll be Barry White. Yeah, you were not a Barry White deep voice. Yeah, your voice is deep. No one could go as deep as Barry White. Pause. <laughs> 
That's what his songs are about. His <laughs> <laughs> songs are all about going deep. Um, I, in, in terms of me, I'm going to give an accommodation uh, to the amazing promo between Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. I thought that was spot on. That was awesome. That was bringing backstage stuff into the wrestling, which every company has it's, done now. This was but, taking the chains off of Ruby Soho. Yeah. This was this was showing what she could do when not held back by WWE rules and regulations. Calling yourself the runaway? You got fired! I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Yeah, you, Britt, you're just like every every other every one of the broad I've ever been. You know, <laughs> uh, out here entitled and banging some dude in the back. And then she was like, <laughs> "Great promo, I love well, that." Yes, it would have been better if she just said two some dudes in the back. I mean, Shivani and <laughs> yeah, Shivani's not in the back. He's over there. He was in the <laughs> ring. He was in the ring at the time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was like. When Adam Cole was like, you even look at her wrong once, I was like, oh my god, dude, you sound like a sociopath. Stop yeah, it. why did why did Adam Cole even do that? Threaten Shivani? Like, bro, I know you're a heel and whatever, but I mean, come heel. on, it's Shivani. <laughs> no, but that's the, it's the easiest way to get super heel heat right now. Shivani's super popular right now. Everyone that's loves Shivani. He's he was the voice of my childhood. I always say uh, more so than Jim Ross because I was a WCW guy myself. Um, so, so for me, when I think of professional wrestling, when I think of all the biggest moments in professional wrestling from my youth, it's Tony Schiavone. Um, oh, but, but so he's he's the ultra it's baby face. It's thank. I I responded to so, someone on Twitter was like, name a professional wrestler whose name doesn't have an A in it. I bet you can't. What? It's harder than to think. And I responded, it's Stang. Yeah, or like Booker T. Uh, there, no, there's a ton of them. There's a, there's a ton of them. <laughs> Although I will want to point out, someone went through and, and did like a list of like ten of them, but one of them that he put in there was Rick Flair, and I'm like, um, you typed that out. Did you know what letter you hit in the middle of that last name? <laughs> Seth Rollins. Yep, Seth Rollins is an easy one. Edge. Edge. Yep. Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. It's Becky. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Triple H. Yeah, there's just a ton of them. I mean, yeah, there are. It's a ton not of even them. hard. Even, I just, I, you can even use Hunter Hearst Helmsley. You still yeah, you could even do the whole name. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, there, but, there's a lot of them. There's a whole lot of them. I mean, kudos to him. He, he he got him. He he got us talking about him on the podcast. But, so. but my point is, I I. I like the my answer because I spelled it S T A A A A N G. Um, it's dang. I was like, oh crap, never mind. Um, but no, uh, thank God no one was like, that's not how you spell sting. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> uh, my my only I got kind of a misdemeanor for so AEW. Oh, and, oh, and my my misdemeanor is this. Um, because I, I gave uh, crimes to WWE last week for um, uh, missing the layups, right? Uh, they missed an absolutely perfect layup with the Miro versus um, Fuego match from Rampage. 
where a while ago. Nope, this was just just this week on Rampage. Oh, they had a rematch. Two days ago, okay. two days ago. they had a rematch. Uh, Fuego put his car up. He said his car for title. Right. If if I win, I get the TNT title. If you win, you get the new car that I was at. Well, the new used car that I was able to buy with my new check from my new job at AEW. Right. Because I'm and and Miro beat the crap out of him. And um, his car and yeah, but here, here's the layup that they missed. Um, they didn't they should have done. I, I don't care if they released it on social media later. Um, or if they did it live on the show or whatever, not live, pre-recorded on the show, but they absolutely missed a chance to have fucking Miro going all fucking Zangief on on the car in the parking lot, just like Street Fighter Three. Um, um, this was well, an he gave him the keys back though. Um, he didn't. I've sort of forced the keys into his mouth before he That's put them in the game over. But it doesn't matter. You know what Zangief did on the car in Street Fighter 3? Yes, I'm aware. Obviously. He fucking destroyed it. That's all I wanted. I wanted to see Miro destroy a fuck car. Right? <laughs> I won. It's my car now. I'm going to fucking demolish it. WWE would have done it. WCW oh. would have done it. Right? WCW wouldn't have had the opportunity to put it on social media, but they would have done it right for the show. Right? Um, and and AEW, and it's not like this is the first time AEW's had a car involved in, in a thing. They could have just gotten a junker car and had Miro after the match go out and destroy it and fucking rig it so you can flip it on its top or, or don't rig it and let it just buy a tiny little Geo Metro or something that, that uh, Miro can just fucking flip easy. Yeah, um, Metro. Mm-hmm. Just something, but I, I just wanted to see Miro. This was a slam dunk. Miro wins the match, destroys Fuego, um, and then goes to the car. Doesn't want Fuego to even think mm-hmm. he can go get it. Yep. So here I'm going to destroy the car. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously setting the eventual match: Sammy Guevara versus Miro uh, for the right. title, which I'm down for. Yep. Uh, I'm. I'm good, but I'm just like it's a layup. It's something, and now maybe on Dynamite they'll show footage of of it happening or something. But they needed to do it. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's, that's valid. But, um, kudos, commendation to to um Brian Pillman Jr. for wearing the exact same shirt that his dad wore on WCW. The Tiger oh Day. snap. Nice, no, didn't um, realize that. So, and did they and mention you, it? Uh, I don't know if they mentioned it, but it came up. I uh, came across my Twitter feed, and I was like, "Holy crap, that is the exact same shirt!" Wow. Okay, I gotta um, ask. It, it, just a quick prediction: Does MJF go on a two-two match losing streak? He was undefeated until Jericho beat him this year. Does he go on a two-match losing streak? Um, Who's he facing? Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Brian Pillman. Jr. Oh right, that's him. That uh, I I don't think so, but maybe. And here here's my my speculation. So. You think, you think Wardlow causes? I think loss. it's Ward. I think that's the the way it happens. If it does happen, if Wardlow doesn't turn, then MJF is going to beat Brian Pillman because it's not in Cincinnati for this one. So. Yeah, that was it's the whole reason. Around the corner. 
Uh-huh. This word low turn is happening soon. Yes, they've been hinting at it. They've been they've been getting a, a MJF being more flippant toward Wardlow and being like, "Don't fail me again" and quit being stupid things like that. And you know Wardlow's going to eventually do it. They've been hinting now. AEW has kind of been known for their longer term storytelling, and you know it could be months in the future. Um, so that's why I'm not like really certain. But if they were to do it. This would be a good time to do it. Have it because they've been hinting a lot of it during this Brian Pillman thing. Also, uh, a good time to do one of the first, uh, and I, maybe the very first disqualification victories. Mm-hmm. It would be the first, first one in a non Iron Man match. Um, the only other one that's happened so far in AEW has been one of the falls in the Pac versus right. uh, Omega Hang um, Omega Pac versus Omega match. Anyways. Um, so yeah, I either either a disqualification or a full turn by Wardlow costing the match, uh, allowing Brian Pillman to win. Um, but that that would be. But I'm just not I'm not 100 sold that it's going to happen yet. And so if it if the turn doesn't happen, then Brian Pillman's going to lose. But I will point out they did really good uh, with allowing the hometown boys in Cincinnati to get the hometown pop and and get the recognition and all of that stuff and get that face heat. Um, also, to build this up. MJF, good job being a fucking prick. God, yep. Brian so good at that. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. I was just like, what the fuck, man? Yep. Was it was it this week he also said, uh, you suck? Uh, what was it? It was in Houston. Uh, when was he in when were there, when were there, uh, When were they in Houston? Uh, it was like um, you're just like the crowd. You suck just as much. Maybe it wasn't Houston. He was name he was name dropping a few people though that were like popular in that hometown. And you suck just as much as your. He was referring to women in that state, like them being just completely sloppy. Uh, never mind. But I don't know. It was just. It's been a month since they were in Houston. Oh, snap. Then in Chicago, they were in Milwaukee a few weeks ago. Um, Uh, I feel like it was Jersey. Um, They're going to Jersey. That's where the the New York. um, No, it was definitely. No, last week's ones were in. in, Jersey two weeks ago was the ones in Cincinnati, but last week's were in Jersey. Okay, so that would have been the one you suck more than your Jersey Jersey Shore sluts or something. And I was like, oh my god, he's just he's he's great, he's a great heel. He is god. I really like the dude as a heel. I want to stab him every time he talks. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Like he's so good, he can bring back the people believing it's so real that they want to kill him after the match. Mm-hmm. For sure, after the show, like that. Oh my god! <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's I think all I have for for this show. If you guys are done, we'll probably draw this to a close. Yeah, I honestly, I think I'm done. I don't know what else. Um, as, thank God, Dark Side of the Ring happened, or else. I would have had nothing negative to say. Granted, the positives were there, but you'd have found something. 
Look oh, we farce. we Look we could farce. have done he it. Uses the, he uses the same thing every single time. Yeah, we could have done an entire show <laughs> shitting WWE Raw. Um, it's what we've oh, done before, it. and you know, I mean, it it was fucking like all of the crimes could have been Raw being boring, and then one positive crime of, but they did give Big E the title, so there's that. Uh, right. But other than that, no, I mean, and it took him two big indies. Yeah. But you know, you still you still put over Lashley a little bit. Mm-hmm. But anyways, but we will draw this to a close. If you uh joined us for the live stream, thank you. If you did not but are watching this on uh, one of the replays on Facebook go or uh YouTube, yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, um why aren't you here for the live stream? Seriously, right? You think we do this just to hear ourselves talk? We do, but um that's beside the point. <laughs> um but if you're listening to this on one of the replays or or the cast, thank you. There. We appreciate it. Uh, we would really appreciate though if you'd head over to our YouTube page or our Facebook page or both, preferably, and give us a like uh, or subscribe on those. Um, helps us out immensely. We would love for you to join us for the live streams. We understand they're not at the most convenient time for a lot of people, so I get it. I guess uh, we would do this at a better time, uh, but we don't fucking want it. So. Also, the five we haven't talked about this in a little while. Remember Apple Podcasts, five stars. Five stars. Yes. Five. Just like five. the number of stars. You will give your vacation to beautiful Turks and Caicos if they ever open up the borders again. Well, their borders are open. It's the water that's a Yeah, true. Problem. Yeah. It's a pretty long swim. Yeah. And you can't fly. <laughs> I didn't get yeah. I mean you could get a little kayak and you can paddle boat paddle boat yeah you gotta have good cardio for the paddle boat that far though good upper body workout but uh (laughs) but you can also support us in other ways like joining our patreon or heading over to our merch store at um rawnorderwbu.myspreadshop.com um that's the new address for it and uh, or you can still use it. the old one, which is shop.spreadshirt.com backslash Ron Order WB. Yes, That's you still could use that one for the time being, at least. Uh, but what head over there. To? What happened? Uh, <laughs> Spreadshirt's changing things up. That's all it comes yeah. down to. Is we have two to, sites. Yeah. It used to be shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ron Order WBU, but for reasons that are too boring to get into here, they, they changed it to Ron Order WBU.myspreadshop.com. It's long and but technical and stupid. But no, it's kind of better. It's the same. It's it's better. Anyway. It's just hard for me to remember because I spent a year saying shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw order. So I'm just trying to get myself in the new habit. Jeez. Right, fair enough. Jeez. I would like to know the reason now. You said it was boring, but <laughs> it's, 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 it is boring. It's mostly Facebook related. Oh, okay. I mean, that's literally it. It's like Facebook said for integration into Facebook, we don't want to do shop.whatever.com slash anymore. You you need to have it in the first part of the subdomain. And they're like, okay, we'll do that. Side note, physically go to Spreadshirt or or, uh, Shirt Shop or whatever it's called. Um, Because you'll miss out on a couple things because Facebook banned JLB from getting a mask because it wasn't medical gear. Yeah. Or yeah, just medical gear. they 
took it off. They said the face masks are medical gear, so we can't show them on the. You can still go to to the Facebook site and and browse and all that stuff, but just know that you will see. Like I I uploaded a, a new design and I just chose not to put it on masks because I didn't want to fucking deal with Facebook going. No, it's a medical device. Yeah, it's a fucking cloth mask. Well, Jesus, I mean, at the same time, a year and a half bro, into this shit, people people give him shit. Like, people give them shit, shit regardless, though. People give them shit regardless. So they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Oh, you guys don't do enough on this. Oh, you guys let this go through. So at the end of the day, they're going to be, you know. In in the end, arguing that a face mask is a medical device is like saying pants are a medical device because they stop me from peeing on other people. Um, are they going to start censoring that or removing that just because <laughs> it's a medical device? I mean, no I wouldn't pants, pee on other people. No problem. I I might pee on other people. <laughs> if they got stung by a jellyfish, you'd certainly pee on other people. No, I would not because I know the science that does not work. <laughs> and I'm pee shy. <laughs> That's the real reason. <laughs> you like him? That kid you peed on. Yeah, that that kid could get peed. He's a foreign. Foreign. Jesus. Um. Yeah, no, I I totally would be the Joey in in the uh, jellyfish storyline. I'm just being honest there. I couldn't do it. Couldn't no, do but he it. did end up doing it. No, or he just no. Didn't. It was Chandler who did Chandler it. Ended up being oh, right. Yeah, <laughs> which is which is okay because he ended up marrying her later. Yeah, so, exactly. That's it. Pee on it, pee on it, it becomes yours. Yep, <laughs> exactly. It's like the. The the step up from the licking it's it's mine. You can't get that. It's mine. I I marked it. It's mine. <laughs> I mean, well, he didn't he I didn't mean, helicopter dick at first, I guess. But in, you know, in all reality, if somebody's peed on something, you're probably not gonna lick. Yeah, and in, in fairness, right? If you want my car, go pee on it, and I probably won't won't. I oh man, I remember <laughs> some people would do that whole thing where they try to spit on it, spit on the food. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's mine now. I'd be like, oh, fuck you, bro. It's mine still. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go throw this in the garbage just to prove yeah. a point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It, it's it's <laughs> not yours. You. I'm not gonna eat it, but it, it's gonna be street rats now because it's not not gonna be yours. That's for street rat. That's it. Straight up. Street rat. I don't buy yeah. that. Fucking Aladdin can give it to those little fucking whiny kids. Straight up. Oh, fuck. All right, it's going south fast, man. It's going south really fast. So, anyways, uh, but yes, make sure to like us on all the platforms, share us with your friends, share us on social media. Um, it's it's very handy if you just even go to the Raw and Order WBU Facebook page and click share with your friends and post it on your wall so other people can see it. Great way to support us there, but. The spread shop by yourself. Get yourself a Sasha Bear shirt before we get a cease and desist on them because it might. Surprised it hasn't happened yet. Yeah, <laughs> it 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 probably only hasn't because we probably just haven't been found yet. That's all. <laughs> uh, but I will be wearing one. We don't have to worry about it from from WWE. The place we're most worried likely not. about it from is Hanna Barbera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, most likely. Um, I'll be wearing one at the Zello Pro event. Oh, really? Yep. That shit's done. That shit has happened. Yes. Just like this, AEWs. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. You didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, you didn't do it, so I did it. Mm-hmm. Copyright the font. Now we got it. Yep. So ours now. <laughs> I'm gonna have one on my hat because I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear a pissant podcast hat. And as you can see, I don't and, usually wear hats. And Sasha Bear. And Sasha Bear, and then I'm gonna have him sign a green shirt. But not that color green. Come after us for that, Sharpie. Yeah, come after us. It looks like a Sharpie, but it doesn't say Sharpie on it. So, ha. Okay, before we we do this for two hours, let's go ahead and stop. Um, Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon.